prospects after dark on a Monday night. Uh, it is 8.10 on a Monday night. Sorry, we are running about 10 minutes late for prospects after dark. Uh, look, you guys know how this works. We talk about stuff. We say crazy stuff. Uh, baseball, 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 prospects, Cardinals, blah, blah, blah. The only way to start this is we raise our glass to the one, the only, Randy Arozarena. Uh, it was announced today that Randy will be probably potentially making his Major League debut tomorrow in Kansas City for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, unless, of course, Mike Schilt decides to let him ride the pine for 28 out of 30 games. So to Randy Arozarena, we raise our glass. Let's get this thing started. Mmm. Mm -mm -mm. Delicious stuff. Uh, hello, everyone that's coming in. Again, look, we have a sweep of the Pirates. We have a terrible West Coast road swing. Uh, we have Randy Rosarena. We have Lane Thomas. We have Ryan Helsley not pitching in a week. Uh, Junior Fernandez making his Major League debut. What do we want to talk about? Uh, yeah, and then we raise the glass to Lane Thomas as well, who had an amazing Sunday night. Uh, RBI triple, threw out a runner at home, grand slam uh, to Lane Thomas. You gotta love when the kids finally get a chance to play. I know I do. Uh, Dawson McBride, I believe, said, uh, we need to talk about Budaska right now. So it's tough to get into the big topics right away. You know, we're, we're getting caught up on stuff like Lane Thomas is the greatest baseball player of all time, says Drake Mann. Uh, it's tough to get those like big topics going right away. I I'm trying to catch all the questions that I can. What I'll say about Budaska, if it is indeed a, a philosophical change, if the Cardinals are going from uh, Albert's modern to Budaska's whatever Budaska was, then I personally believe that it was the right move to make. Uh, my question isn't, was it the right move to make? It's how come this move couldn't have been made at the beginning of the year? Was Mr. Albert given a chance to set his lineup? Was he given a chance to set his coaching staff? Uh, if not, then that's kind of a bummer, and I probably part of the reason why we are at where we are at. Uh, let's see, lane train, baby. Uh, we got a lot of that. <laughs> uh, strength of schedule, are we better off than the Cubs? I do not know. Uh, finally a night I can watch. Uh, I've missed Pat so much. From uh, Martinez Hooked, hello, welcome back to Prospects After Dark. Uh, Budaska was likely canned because of clash of teaching with Albert. That seems to be the rumor going around. I know that there were some quotes from Mo where he was saying that it has to do with the philosophical differences between what Mr. Albert and what Mr. Budaska do does. What's interesting for me is how, again, Joe Bell Jimenez is a great coach. Players love him. Uh, I don't know exactly where he fits into the old school, new school way of thinking. Uh, what I know is that Mr. Albert will get a chance to flesh out his own assistant hitting coach, and that's what I'm anxious to see. Uh, probably in the offseason. Uh, Joe Bell promotion, that is something worth getting excited about. You love when the coaches get a, a, a promotion. What's going on with O'Neal, Gomber, Reyes, and Henesis? Well, O'Neal, Jeff Jones reported last week he got an injection into his wrist. It took about 10 days. Looks like he's going to be on a rehab assignment at the end of the week, maybe early next week. Gomber is still trying to pitch. He's not, from what I understand, about two weeks ago, the last update I got is that he still wasn't recovering the way that you would hope he would. Uh, Henesis Cabrera is back in pitching at Memphis. He's been exactly what you would expect Henesis Cabrera to be. And Alex Reyes was getting additional testing. Uh, I haven't heard anything about how the testing went. Uh, Albert and the Cardinals front office just isn't a good match. Now, not but really, I'm going to tell you why I disagree on that. I think that if Albert would have been fired, I think that that would have been a good sign that uh, Jeff Albert and the Cardinals front office is a bad match. But I think that this is a move from the Cardinals to give their support to Albert, uh, to say, look, we are going to adopt and buy in a little bit more to your new way of thinking, uh, to some of the, the uh, habits, some of the trends that have been prolific uh, in baseball. That's what I think that this is. Now, 
it might not be a good match if the Cardinals decide not to buy into it in the long run, but right now it seems like it's good. Uh, first time is Pad Live. Always watched it taped later. Excited from uh, Hetz23. From Hetz23, I raise my glass. Welcome to your first live pad. Uh, it's chaos. I try to answer as many questions as I can, and I really hope you enjoy. Uh, March Hayden says, Guarantee Lane has a Guarantee Lane has a cocky attitude or something, and they're trying to teach him a lesson. Look, he's a confident kid. Uh, I wouldn't say he has a cocky attitude. I don't know what it's about. I think that it might be just as easy as Mr. Schilt likes Tommy Edmond, a switch hitter in the lineup. In his mind, it gives him more lineup flexibility. That's my guess of what that is. Uh, we'll find out. You know, Mike Claiborne was saying on KMOX today that he believes that Matt Carpenter will DH tomorrow, which means that Edmund would play third, and that means Rosarena or Thomas aren't going to play one of the two because you know Fowler's going to play and you know Ozuna's going to play. That's something worth keeping an eye on. Jay Knob says, Hey, Kyle, how many innings uh, pitch... How many innings pitches you think Helsley is ready for? Look, he got stretched out to 60. Uh, he could have handled 60. I'd be, I'd be willing to push him out there for 60 right now and then adjust from there. Definitely definitely 60. Now, the Cardinals could have pushed it a little bit more. Uh, in his last AAA outing, he started the game through three innings, through 35 pitches, was almost untouchable, and they pulled him because it was a scheduled three-inning appearance. Uh, it did not work out well. Uh, John Van Amberg said, can you give me a minor league pitcher to get irrationally excited about? Angel Rondon. That's the first one that comes to my mind. Uh, because honestly, he's probably not a top of the rotation arm. He's probably kind of a back of the rotation arm. But he's exciting and he's fun to watch. He's put up good stats this year. You know, the two that come to my mind that to be you could be irrationally uh, excited about are Johan Oviedo and uh, 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 Angel Rondon. Josh, uh, Josh says... Dylan Carlson is underrated base running, right? He is a good base runner. Uh, again, like, he's not going to steal a bunch of bases. He's fast. He's athletic. He's a good base runner. Uh, but not the stolen base type. He's going to be smart on the base path. Look, there's one thing about Dylan Carlson. He's a smart baseball player. Uh, let's see. Hello, Matt Stromer. Uh, ben Mazzara says, How confident should we be that Schilt will trot out Ozuna, Thomas, Randy together in the outfield? I don't think that that's something we should feel confident about. You know, Dexter Fowler, and I get why people beat up on Dexter Fowler. I understand it. But Dexter Fowler's played a really, really great center field. Uh, seems to get better the more he plays out there. He hits better when he's playing center field. I think that there's reason to keep him in center field as often as possible. Uh, just be smart about it. Like, you're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the season, and you have potentially four major league contributors. Be smart about it. Give Ozuna a fifth day off. Give uh, uh, Dexter Fowler a fifth day off. Be smart about how you're playing them. Uh, Josh Tomlin says, who do you project a Rosarena to compare to as a player? Uh, you know, the thing that I always tell people about Randy Rosarena is he's a right-handed hitting uh, Gerardo Parra. He has those kind of tools. You know, he's going to have a couple seasons that are really, really impressive. He's a hustler. You know, he takes some weird routes out in the outfield no matter where he's playing. Uh, but he's that kind of player. You know, 10 to 15 home runs over 500 bats if he's, if he's seeing the ball really well. Uh, you know... More than likely, you're talking about a slash line of 270. And again, I know he's hammering the ball in Memphis, but you're talking about a slash line of 270, 280, 330, 350, something like that, you know. Uh, 15 home runs, 25 doubles, if, if he's on. You know, people see Gerardo Parra and they freak out and say, oh man, that's not good. But Gerardo Parra was a really good player for a long period of time. Uh, Gerald... 
H. Green says, Joe Bell knows the kids. Yeah, Joe Bell knows the kids, and he has a... a speaking of Randy Rosarena, he has a tremendous relationship with Randy Rosarena. Uh, Matt's Con Matt Conscious says, first time tuning in live. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thank you for being here. Uh, again, we are a family here at Prospects After Dark. I raise my glass to you for being here. Uh, chip in with your questions and your comments and your thoughts. You'll notice that I scroll the questions. Uh, I'm 30... I'm 44 behind right now. I will get to as many of them as I can. Forever Card says, really enjoyed his first trip to Memphis. Was really cool seeing Ponce and Gomber charting. Yeah, so, I, you know, I've been following the minor leagues for so long that I forget things. And one of the things that I forget is that uh, minor league pitchers, and even some minor league hitters, when they're off, they're behind home plate charting pitchers, which is really cool. Uh, Card still have seven games versus the Rockies. That's exciting. Randy A is going to be such a good ninth inning pinch runner when we're losing by five runs. I like what you did there. Can you give me a minor league pitcher? We talked about that. I haven't been here for Pat in so long that I had to log back into Periscope. To our good friend Pat B, who should be going off to who should be going off to Texas Christian if he's not already there uh, very soon. To Pat B, I raise my glass. Boy, we're gonna get lit tonight, aren't we? Hmm. Randy A's up, as Randall Rhodes says. Uh, Austin Stone says, I've got a Jimmy John sub, and Kyle is talking to me. Life is good. That's right, baby. What kind of Jimmy Johns you got? You got that gargantuan? Uh, how is it possible to have as bad results as Hennessy's has, but the filthy stuff imaginable? It's just the, as simple as he doesn't command the stuff. When you're that filthy and you can't command it, it doesn't matter how fith filthy you are. He's got to get his command under control. You know, the other thing is he's sneaky, and he doesn't get a lot of swinging strikes. And I, I think it's because he, like... The stuff that's on the corners, he gets a lot of strikes looking, and I think he just fools people into not, like, chasing stuff. So between the command and that crazy thing that I just said, whatever the hell that was, I think that those two things play. Uh, why didn't we trade Lane Carlson, Gorman, Gomber, and Michaelis for Scherzer? Because the Nats weren't going to trade Scherzer. The Nats are just as deep into this as the Cardinals are. M-I-Z underscore underscore Z-O-U says, How many World Series does an outfield of Carlson, Randy, and Thomas win? I think it depends on pitching. Uh, if Randy and Lane start tomorrow, I'll kiss your bald head. Oh my God, Mr. Autom, uh, Mr. Automatic, I will let you lick it, kiss it, flip it, and reverse it. Uh, hey, my friend Ryan, uh, St. Louis Sports says, uh, FedEx is your best friend. Real quick, uh, fuck that FedEx. If you're ever going to ship anything to anyone, ship it UPS or whatever other shipping option is available. Uh, FedEx is the fucking worst. I've never experienced such a pain in the ass on multiple occasions with trying to get something shipped to me. And again, thanks to Ryan for trying to ship something to me uh, as I've experienced trying to receive things from FedEx. If we bench for cockiness, Bader would have seen the bench more. I, again, I think that I think that there's... Look, they're not benching for cockiness. Uh, but if that was the case, I think that we have a misperception as fans about the cockiness of Harrison Bader. I think we view him as cocky because we don't see him. Look, the front office loves him. The coaching staff loves him. He, he, he's tremendous in the community. He gets along really well with everyone. Uh, I think he's a good Christian boy, which matters to some people. The front office, coaching staff, the administration, the owner. Uh, and I, I think that sometimes we perceive it to be something more than what it really is. I will allow no Tommy. I will allow no Tommy Edmund slander in this chat. We do not slander Tommy Edmund in the chat, not really. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, but we are very realistic about not having Tommy Edmund play drastically out of position, uh, game in and game out. 
Uh, Buddha timing is weird, uh, but I support. I put my support behind uh, Albert. I agree. Yeah, it was just. It was unusual, you know. I, I think that the Cardinals know that they're going to go through a streak here where they might, you know, they don't have many days off left, and it's a grind from here on out. And I think that's what the Buddha. I think now is why that happens. Uh, and you never know, man. Maybe there was some tension in the clubhouse between Albert and Buddha that reached a boiling point. And again, that's total speculation. There's no fact there. Uh, and maybe, maybe that that was the catalyst or whatever. Uh, but things are changing now. John Greco says, my Dylan Carlson comparison is Andy Van Slyke. I talked about that. Uh, John Greco, I slid it. I forgot who I was talking to. I said it to somebody. I could see something like that. I like that. Uh, how you, Ben Feller? Uh, when would you anticipate Carlson getting called up to Memphis? Look, we'll see what happens in the next 24 hours. I don't think it... I don't know what's going to happen. Look, I will tell you that I was told that the plan was when Randy Rosarena eventually made it to the Cardinals that Dylan Carlson would backfill. But I think that there's reason to believe that Johan Miesis or Connor Capel end up backfilling now. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, look, I, I'm frustrated that Dylan Carlson isn't in Memphis. He's ready for it. He deserves the challenge. But it's not hard. Like, there's no reason to push it. Remember, if there's one thing that the baseball at AAA is teaching us, the, the AAA baseball, which is a major league baseball, where all of the power numbers are inflated, it's kind of nice that he's at Springfield like, putting up like genuine, real numbers. I kind of like that. And the other thing about the Cardinals is they've never been a team to uh, uh, do the, uh, uh, the jockeying of service time. I don't doubt that if he's ready, he'll go from AA to, to the majors w when time comes. Uh, are you worried at all about Griffin Roberts? Uh, look, about being 1-7 with a 6-4-4 ERA. I am worried about Griffin Roberts in that I thought that he would be performing better than what he is. But I'm not worried about Griffin Roberts so much as in like what his record is and what his ERA is. What I will tell you is Griffin Roberts, aside from his last start, which he got banged around over the weekend... What worries me is he suffers from one bad inning. Uh, most of the time, that bad inning is a first inning. Lately, he's the last couple starts, he's worked over that one bad inning, and it's become like in the first, and it's become like the third inning. That's bad. He just needs to get through whatever the hell that is. I don't know what it is, but remember, this is a kid who missed the first fifty games. Didn't get to prepare. Didn't get to prepare right. We'll see what it looks like next year. It's kind of a wasted season for Griffin Roberts. Uh, O'Neill seems to have the most upside of any of the outfielder in the system. He's a 50 home run guy if everything goes well. It depends on what your definition of upside is. Look, he's super athletic. He's super fast. He's a little iffy in the outfield when he's hears footsteps. Uh, big strikeout potential. You know, who has the highest upside in the outfield? It's Dylan Carlson. You know, Dylan Carlson could be a perennial... Uh, uh, M not MVP candidate, but a perennial all-star. Tyler O'Neill could be that too. But if you're talking about from a complete player standpoint, it's Dylan Carlson. And then I would say O'Neill twice. Uh, O'Neill second there. And then like Lane Thomas, uh, again, from a complete standpoint, would probably be three. Randy Rosarena, four. And then whoever the hell else you want to throw in there. Hey, Fish, what's up? Uh, is re-signing Ozuna an option from Toon Dog? No, it doesn't really seem like it. Uh, at Blogger Day, every indication is that Ozuna is going to walk. And remember, like, look, all we've done is bitched about finding playing time for Lane Thomas and Randy Rosarena. And, uh, uh, you know, the only way to create these opportunities is to let these guys walk. The Cardinals have enough bad contracts. Uh, they have two years uh, of financial hamstringing that's going on, being financially hamstrung. Uh, the, we're just going to have to wait and see, but it doesn't seem like Ozuna's coming back. Uh, we can add Tommy Edmonds' fiance to the smoke show list. Yeah, you're not lying. Uh, 50 homers, put down the one-hitter. Uh, cards have to sign a starting pitcher in the offseason, right? Right? Yeah, I would think so. Jake Hassan says, my girlfriend just found a family of spiders in her suitcase. Ooh, burn the house down. Burn it down. Do you think O'Neal has the most upside? Well, we already talked about that. Is Carson Kelly's brother any good? Uh, Parker Kelly, who kind of entered the organization as a relief pitcher and turned into a... Uh, 
uh, a starting pitcher because of organizational need, has done really well in limited basis for uh, Peoria. Uh, had one really good start, got banged around in his next start, haven't seen how it's been since. Uh, he seems like a really, really great organizational depth piece, and I'm not really willing to commit to anything more than that. I haven't seen enough of him in Peoria. Uh, I want to see more, and I want to see it from the behind-the-pitcher angle, not the behind-the-catcher angle. Uh, do you lead off Randy immediately or leave Dex there? Uh, you know... I don't know how Dex has been doing in the leadoff spot. I know he got a leadoff double a couple nights ago. I personally would put a Rosarena right there, and I'd hit the ground running. Uh, what's up, Rebby? What's up, Quinn? Uh, what was happening with Jan Torres only playing two games uh, this last week? Was he hurt? So about three weeks ago, running out a ball to first, uh, he, he not tore a hamstring, but he like uh, uh, he strained his groin or his hamstring or something like that. He hasn't played in like two weeks, uh, and he's only played in limited uh, limited capacities as a DH, I think, since uh, this week. Is Rosarena Rosarena just Bader with a better bat? No. So, uh, Randy Rosarena is not as good of a fielder as Harrison Bader is. His arm is probably just a kick below where Harrison Bader is. He's not as fast as Bader. Now, he's fast. He's fast like Tommy Edmond or or uh, Tyler O'Neill, something like that. Uh, but no, no, he's, they're different hitters. Uh, they're different fielders. They're both hustlers. Do you see Thompson back at Palm Beach next year but starting? I think there's a chance that they get aggressive with Zach Zach Thompson. I think they should get aggressive with Zach Thompson. I think there's reason to have Zach Thompson start at Springfield next year, kind of like they did with Dakota Hudson. We're just going to have to wait and see. Look, Zach Thompson, because of his his history of arm problems, they need to have him on a bit of a fast track. And that doesn't mean like have him play this year, but it means have him get to the majors as soon as he's ready to be in the majors. How much uh, do you think the defensive position a player plays affects his offense? I think it can. Uh, you know, if you're more comfortable, you're going to perform well. And I do think with some guys, and again, I, I don't think this is a general statement. I don't think it's fair to apply it to everyone. But I think with some guys it does. You know, one thing that Barilli and I have talked about is that Matt Carpenter always seemed to hit better when he was playing first base than when he was playing somewhere else. You know, we know that Matt Carpenter maybe needs to feel more comfortable than other players. We know that Dexter Fowler maybe needs to feel more comfortable than other players. Uh, Some players just want to play. Some players just need to feel comfortable. So, you know, I think it it just depends on the player, really. Will Carlson see AAA anytime this year? I'll say yes. Uh, Fired the wrong guy. Should have been Mo. Uh, what is the point of having pitchers charting pitches if they have track man? It, it keeps them involved in the game. Uh, and also, it, it's just good. It's a good technique, a good exercise for pitchers to do. Uh, Kyle is the father of us. Uh, when you think about it, we are all kind of like a cult. We are a cult. Everybody put your uh, your Nike your Nikes on and get your white shirt on. And uh, 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 murder a 1960s or 70s actress. Uh, do you see Randy having a shot to be a regular starting outfielder next year? Look, if, if, if Ozuna walks, and depending on what happens with J-Mart, and, you know, you guys, we've got to get over the fact that Dexter Fowler's staying here. We should also be happy about that because of the year Dexter Fowler's had. But I would think that the Cardinals are going to have a little bit of a competition between Harrison Bader and Lane Thomas and Randy Rosarena and Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill for the corner outfield spots, and that's for the best. Look, the Cardinals aren't talented enough. They don't have the roster of the Astros or the Dodgers. What they need to do is they need to take advantage of matchups and ride the hot hand. They're not doing that enough. Uh, Iowa X says, do you think Mo should be fired? No, I don't think Mo should be fired. I uh, got my Birds t-shirt last week. Love it. Uh, good. I love to hear that, buddy. Uh, hey, uh, Ron Nuttall says, Kyle, kiss my ass. Love you. Just an attention getter. Uh, I love you, Ron. I'm glad you're here. Austin Stone said he is packing the gargantuan night. 
Uh, Oviedo, uh, Sean Ewing says Oviedo, Johan Oviedo, a genuine prospect on the rise. Yeah. Uh, so Johan Oviedo, a, Johan Oviedo started the year out at Palm Beach just destroying the competition. About six starts in, he made his Springfield debut. And he got beat around a little bit. What we've seen, uh, again, up until his most recent start, I believe, is him really settle in over his last, the prior eight starts at Springfield, whatever it was. His fastball seems to be big. His curveball is, is, and I think he throws a curve and a slider. I think the curveball is better than the slider. His changeup is really solid. He still has a command issue, still walks too many people. Uh, needs to get the command just under control, as we talk about Henesis Cabrera, too. Uh, without that, then no. But yes, he is a prospect. He's on the rise. He's big. He's still young. We love Johan Oviedo. We'll see what happens next year. Again, Oviedo and Rondon are important. Alvaro Sejas in, Spring, or in uh, Palm Beach is very important. I would imagine Sejas finds his way to Springfield next year. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Uh, Ryan says, any insight on the new assistant hitting coach? Any idea why the move? Look, uh, it seemed like the quote from Mo said something along the lines of, it's all philosophical. Uh, I can't really comment on that. What I can tell you about Joe Bell Jimenez is that everybody who's ever talked to him loves him. You know, I've, I've had small interactions here and there with him. I know plenty of people who have had large interactions with him. Everyone loves him. Uh, not only the Latin players, but, uh, you know, all of the players in the organization love him. The coaches think highly of him. More than likely, this is just a temporary move to get the Cardinals to the offseason where Jeff Albert will get a chance to handpick who his number two is. Uh, but... We'll have to wait and see. But look, Joe Bell Jimenez is a great guy who loves the sport. He's full of energy, and the players love him too. Uh, it's good to see Malcolm Nunez demolishing the ball again in Johnson City. It really is. Will Bader be up in time for bobblehead night? I'll say no. Uh, I'll say that it was going to happen, uh, uh, but, you know, now would have been the time. Putting Martinez on the IL? Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Lane Thomas plays at all these next couple games. Uh, FedEx is the best drug dealer and money launderer. Have shipped tens of thousands of cash, FedEx. No prob. Uh, I promise, Kyle, you will get your scotch. You're fine. Thanks, bud. Hey, Radar. Hey, Eric Thomas and Radar. To Eric Thomas and Radar, I raise my glass. Uh, Josh says, Tommy Edmond has been low-key hot lately. He has been. You know, uh, after the league adjusted to him, he's really, really kicked it back into gear. He's kicked it back into gear uh, as I've been bitching about him playing the outfield a lot. Iowa Neck asked me for a Steve Gendry update. He pitched two-thirds of an inning in a GCL game like two weeks ago and hasn't pitched since. I've heard nothing. Uh, he only threw five pitches, so that's not a good sign. Uh, Johnny Goings said, is Delvin Perez still alive? Yeah, Delvin Perez is still alive and doing Delvin Perez things, which means he's playing good defense. He's running the bases really well. He's not hitting for much in the way of slug, and uh, his prospect stock just kind of keeps tumbling. But remember, he's only 20, and if he ever puts on weight, uh, then we might be talking about a legitimate prospect. Friggin' Cards is in here! Friggin' Cards! Friggin' Cards! Yachty was in good spirits in Springfield and in Memphis, too. Uh, all right, lots of thoughts scrolling past your eyes. You need glasses, by the way. You're right, Ron. Uh, Cardinals 2020 home openers against the Orioles. I'm excited about it. Look, uh, hopefully the Orioles haven't made a bunch of acquisitions to make themselves better. Uh, I like it. I think it's a fun little thing. It's a fun little interleague. It's the Battle of St. Louis. There's a fun little stupid little narrative built in there from the you know the Browns and blah, blah, blah. Look, I don't care about who's at the home opener. If the, there's one team, like the Cardinals and the Reds, right? They're like the Cardinals, Reds, Dodgers. Red Sox, Cubs, Yankees, like, it doesn't matter who they schedule to play the Cardinals at home, it's going to be sold out, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be, uh, it's going to have tons of pageantry, I, I don't care who the Cardinals play at the home opener at all, save the games, uh, save the Cubs games, the Pirates games, the NL Central games, the fun games for later on in the season when you're not as excited, uh, Josh asks, Dylan Carlson is the most exciting prospect since, 
you know, for me, like Jack Flaherty, everyone forgets because he's been a stalwart in the, the rotation. Jack Flaherty, that was exciting. You know, I, for me, Tyler O'Neill, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the historic or from a national standpoint, it's Oscar Tavares more than likely, uh, something like that. Uh, Pat Knights are my favorite Knights. What's up? Hey, Kendra. Oh, hey, Kendra. To you, I raise my glass. Uh, Forever Card says he was impressed with Justin Wilson when he saw him. He has a nice swing. So we've seen Justin Williams kind of change his swing a little bit. Last year was very mechanical uh, uh, at, after he was traded to the Cardinals, and it was long. It was long, and it was sort of direct. And we're seeing him... He was opening up way like way wide with his hips, and now we're seeing him stay a little bit more close, stay on the ball, keep his head on the ball, uh, and that's good, and it's, it's been really good for him. Sweaty Ted says, cheers. Uh, I've got Eagle Rare. There you go. Wow. Uh, they want Carlson to win Texas League MVP. Look, they could pull Dylan Carlson right now and he'd win Texas League MVP. Ask Alaris Montero uh, circa 2018. Uh, I think we will see Dex at third base now that Yairo and Edmund have outfield lockdown. Kinda joking. <laughs> I like that. Jack in a bunch of numbers says, Kyle, I'm worried about Roberts, but I'm not. So again, I'm worried about his lack of production. I'm worried that he's having one bad inning, but I'm not in freakout mode. And again, I don't care about the wins and losses or the ERA. That doesn't mean really jack shit to me. I want to see him work past his one bad inning and then also not have bad inning after bad inning. Carlson and Parsons are always early to the clubhouse. Good work ethic it shows. Uh, we did the Gindry update. Do you see Bader coming back anytime soon from Martinez Hook? For me, if I was running the Cardinals organization, he would spend all of August down in Memphis. I would call him up with the September call-ups uh, and figure it out from there. But uh, the Cardinals, I would imagine he's up within the next two weeks, if not the next week, if not the 22nd. What are you waving? Uh, what are you waving around a, a Swisher Suite? No, it's a wooden pen uh, that I use on my colon. Damn, serious shade on Bader. Is Devin Perez still alive? He is. Uh, what's the latest on Jag? So, Fish, uh, the latest on Jag is that Jag is hitting a bunch of extra base hits, a lot of home runs, uh, uh, a lot of doubles. Not very much more than that, unfortunately, uh, and striking out quite a bit. Now, just like last year, Jag has had a bit of a hot streak here uh, in, in the July-August corridor, or the June-July-August corridor. Not to the same extent that he did last year. Look, you guys know Jag. He's got an amazing arm. He's a great corner, a solid corner outfielder uh, uh, who strikes out too much and isn't particularly good against right-handed pitching. Uh, you nailed it with Ozuna free agency. Uh, give me your Arizona fall ball predictions. Uh, so again, like Arizona fall league uh, gifts. You know, we, we talked about it. I think Montero's there. I think if Mendoza gets healthy and he's ready to go, he'll be there. I wouldn't be surprised if. Griffin Roberts finds his way there with missing the first 50 games of the season. Uh, Jake Woodford, I would think, ends up finding his way there depending on his innings. Maybe Rondon or Oviedo if they don't go to a different league, uh, one of the Caribbean leagues. I haven't really sat down and thought about it. You know, one kid that I like to see make it is uh, 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 Brendan da uh, 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 Donovan. Brendan Donovan, my bad. I, I would like to see him get a chance in that league. Probably a couple years away from that, but that would be interesting. Uh, pitch today, not so hot. Parker Kelly, that is. Yeah, any thoughts on making a comeback? Cards still need lefties. Ooh, I got one more pitch left in me. In me. A card, uh, much respect, Kyle. You're a boss uh, from Cards, bruh. No, you are, bruh. Do you think Kisner's framing will get better? I think it has gotten better. I still don't think it's great, but I think it's gotten better. I think every time I watch him, not every time, but like if you take four-month segments out of the season from year to year, He's gotten better and better and better. Yes, I think it'll get better. Look, he's, he's a workhorse. 
Uh, he takes the craft seriously. There's, he's going to get better. Uh, intern Maddie, what's up, bud? Uh, we have eight. We have eight fourth outfielders. Yeah, look, they don't have many. Like, there's a chance that Dylan Carlson could be a star. There's a chance that Tyler O'Neill could be a, a middle of the order bat. A Rosarena could be a leadoff hitter. That what they don't, other than Dylan Carlson, because of his potential, they don't really have like a standout big time Marcelo Zuna. Uh, you know, something like that, like Giancarlo Stanton. I do have high hopes for Dylan Carlson. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, just joined. Marp has huge numbers at Royals. He's going to play, right? Yeah, no doubt Marp plays. Again, if I have my guess, I think uh, just because of how things go with the, uh, the coaching staff, I think Lane Thomas still sits. I think Randy Rosarena plays. I think Carpenter DHs, and I think Edmund plays third. And I'm taking my hat tip, or my cue rather, from Mike Claiborne on the radio today. Uh, let's see. Put Carp at second base and let the 2013 numbers return. I love that. Who's a rookie outfielder who fell down rounding third last year? That was Jag, Jose Dolce Garcia. Uh, I know when I was played out of position, I felt like I pressed everywhere, even the base pass. I agree with that. If the Cardinals miss the playoffs again, what changes would you guess happened? I don't know, man. I don't know. Hold on. There's been a lot of talk about, like, stuff going on behind the scenes within the organization. Scouting changes. Coaching changes, bringing in a lot of fresh blood from outside. Uh, I think that's step one. I don't think Mo gets fired. I don't think Gersh gets fired. Maybe Mo steps down. That's the only way that he's going to lose that position. Uh, Schilt, you know, uh, he's Maddox maybe changes. Maybe they don't bring him back. Maybe they don't re-sign him. Something like that. You know, I think that they'll view whoever replaces um, Budaska in the long run as a coaching change for the better or some shit like that. Uh, have you seen the comp between Dylan Carlson and Cody Bellinger's swing? Yes, their swings are a lot alike. Do not mistake that for them being a lot alike. Uh, do you think we see Cody Whitley in St. Louis this year? I'm not sure about that. Now, Cody Whitley has put up really, really impressive numbers at Springfield and Memphis this year. Uh, he's, a, he's a really, really interesting bullpen arm. He has a really, really weird motion that's kind of like Giovanni Gallegos as far as like the arm slot. But he gets down and then like when he when he goes through his motion, like he crouches right before he pushes off and then he gets like he pushes off and gets big again and kind of goes over the top he has kind of a weird motion i, I gifted and put it on my page uh, a little while ago uh do we see him this year i'll say no i'll say we see him next year sean ewing says five outfielders fighting for two spots seems excessive right if the talent can be spread around i'm all for it yeah you but you would think like sure you have five guys fighting for two spots but four of those five guys are probably going to come with the team if not three of those five uh, and if it's done right, if it's handled properly, they're all getting time. That Lane Thomas pimp job, though, oh, I loved it. What do you think a playoff rotation looks like? A 2020 rotation. Playoff rotation is Jack Flaherty, Miles Michaelis, uh, Adam Wainwright, and Dakota Hudson. Think about that. And then 2020, look, Michaelis, Flaherty, Dakota Hudson, Adam Wainwright, unless things get weird, I would imagine Wayno comes back. And then whatever the hell the Cardinals have planned for that fifth spot. Whatever the hell they have planned. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, for me, Ryan Helsley would be in the rotation now. The Cardinals aren't doing that. So I, I'm obviously not on the same page with them. Hey, Kiefer, look, I found out my corner store Mercado sells raw chicken fajitas for two pounds. Oh, that's awesome. Two uh, raw chicken fajitas. Uh... Somebody said 2020 rotation, 
Michaelis Flaherty, Seamart, Hudson, Reyes, Helsley, Cabrera. I think that there's a chance that Seamart finds his way. But remember, Carlos Martinez needs to be up in innings. Like, they're not going to turn him back into a starter if he's only thrown 75 innings on the year. I don't know what innings he's at. But remember, that was one thing Mo said, is they wanted to get his innings stretch out so that he can be a starting option. I don't know if it's going to end up happening right. Uh, and other than that, like, you can't count on Jose, or you can't count on Alex Reyes. You can't count on Henesis Cabrera and what we just talked about with Helsley. Uh, Kiefer says, anyone coming to Chicago for the card series in mid-September? Uh, I am not, but it hurts me to say it. I feel a CMAR trade coming this offseason. I don't know about that. Remember, he's still cheap. If they were getting into like, the, the expensive years of his contract, I would agree with you. But for $11 million, the Cardinals aren't going to trade CMAR. They'll never get the value in return for him. Uh, they need to worry about getting rid of cash elsewhere. Uh, John Greco says a Rosarena equals Tito Landrum. I don't even know what that means. Do you think a Rosarena will get a start in KC over Thomas despite yesterday's game? Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, Kyle, why aren't you shirtless from B-Love? Uh, I don't know yet I, because I'm not drunk enough. Uh, Kiefer Dean Roach says, shameless plug for Behind Enemy Lines, uh, a cross-country podcast. Check it out. I was on with Kiefer last week. Tara Wellman, the lovely and talented, is on with Kiefer this week. Uh, it's a great podcast. Kiefer's great people. Again, it's Behind Enemy Lines, a cross-country podcast. Uh, let's see. Why is Muno still on the team with Edmund being the obvious utility infielder and depth in the outfield? Because the Cardinals love Gyro Munoz, and he ha plays a valuable role to them in whatever the hell they're trying to do. Instead of pitching Waka, can we just start Kyle? That'd be a disaster, but I bet it would be just as good. Uh, over under eight home runs to start 2020 against the O's. I hope the over by a lot. How's Bader looking at AAA? Two home run games looks good from the outside. Yeah, look, he's taking good at bats. He seems confident. It seems like his confidence is restored a little bit. Uh... He looks like a major league player on a minor league rehab is what it looks like to me. You know, like, we see this a lot. Remember a couple years back, like, Colton Wong goes down, and Colton Wong just stays being Colton Wong, but he put up really impressive numbers for the week he was in Memphis or Springfield or wherever the hell he was. Like, it's not uncharacteristic for this type of guy to go down to Memphis and Springfield, find his swing a little bit, then find his way back up to the majors and just still be the same hitter that he was beforehand. Uh, now, it took Colton Wong a little time to get his shit together. Now that he has his shit together, he's a legitimate option. Uh, a great, great second baseman at that, uh, defensively, and also a solid offensive contributor, especially over the last couple of months where he's been one of the best hitters in baseball, uh, on base percentage and batting average wise since like July 1st. Anyways, I'm rambling. What I'm getting at is it really doesn't matter. What's, what's important is that his confidence seems to be there. Uh, let's see. Oh, you just talking about nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. I keep forgetting Yepes is only 21. Seems he's been in the cards for five years. Yeah, and he, he came from a different organization, so think about that. Justin Williams sacrificed his TV in exchange for a better swing. Goat. That's right, Quinn. That's how you do it. Uh, hello, Ricardo. Hey, what's up? Uh, <laughs> and stay out of Woolworths. <laughs> hey, my friend Dan Sar. So my friend Dan Sar is in here. I love Daniel Sar. Uh, he's an amazing, beautiful, handsome, devilishly charming man. Dan Sar, I raise my glass. Who's the next call-up? Uh, I'll say, you know what? I'll say Harrison Bader. I know that that's a, a cop-out. I think other than that, there won't be anything in the way of like a new call-up. I think the next call-ups are the September guys. Uh, for As far as like players who haven't made a Major League debut. No, uh, so next year is the year when September call-ups are different. Bader has a bobblehead on the 22nd. He'll be up by then. Today's the 12th. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, Braden Brown says, jumping in late, Randy, 
Yeah, that's right. Randy Rosarena, baby. Uh, trade Ponce, Mick Woodford, Lane Carlson, Bader, and Gorman for Scherzer. Jesus. Talk about a sports open line. Any idea why trading an outfield prospect was out of the question, but signing Ozuna is also out of the question? Well, I think that those two actually line up really well, right? If you're hoping that one of these guys can replace Marcelo Zuna, then you hold on to him. I don't think it was out of the question for the Cardinals to trade an outfielding prospect. I think they just didn't want to trade an outfielding prospect, an outfield prospect, and then other shit on top of that. That's what I think. And you know what? That was the report once it came out after Mark Saxon's initial tweet that said uh, Bader for Wheeler or O'Neill for Wheeler and the Cardinals turned it down. It was then confirmed that it was additional resources on top of just Bader or O'Neill. I think they were willing to trade, but I think just like the Cardinals do, they don't give up more than they get back. And I know that you say, oh, Voight, and I know you'll say Aledmes, and I know you'll say Randall Gritchick, and I know uh, Stephen Piscotty, but like, really look at those trades. Like, what did they really give up? Not not much. Not much. You know, Voight went to the perfect place for him. Cardinals got Gio Gallegos in return. Like, they really don't give up more than they get very often. So, that's the Cardinals' M.O. Uh, still finding it funny how we are currently in the second wild card spot. Yeah, and you would think that we're 10 games out. Uh, thoughts on Connor Jones, the closer. Yeah, he was a, a relief pitcher. I've, I've tweeted about Connor Jones quite a bit over the last couple of years. Look, I've never been a big Connor Jones fan. Uh, sometimes he has a really good breaking pitch. A lot of times he doesn't. Sometimes his fastball, which is a two-seam sinker, it tumbles and it's hard and you can tell that hitters can't square it up. Other times it's flat and he hits it. Uh, his changeup can be okay sometimes. He's really good sometimes and he's terrible some other times. Uh, look, I think that he has a major league debut on him. I don't know if it's much worth getting excited about, uh, but he can pitch and he has a really good two-seamer and a really good breaking pitch when he's throwing them right. Uh, injured Maddie asked, what's Kiz defensive ceiling. You know, I, I think you're talking about Francisco Pena type of defensive catcher, you know, probably a little bit better. He's more athletic than Francisco Pena was. You know, Tony Cruz, something like that, you know, not like, not next level, you know, not gold glove Matt Wieters, not Yadier Molina, not Carson Kelly, but I think you're talking about something that's respectable, league average defensively. I have a weird obsession with Kisner's tags really quick. Yeah, he, he tags like he's played the infield before. He catches like he's played the infield for the majority of his career. Uh, he's got quick hands, man. How old is Carlson? He's 20. Stu Styles, do you see any... Hey, to Stu Styles, our good friend. Do you see any similarities with Woodford and Manis? Yeah and no. Like, he's that... Um, Manis had better command than Woodford currently has. Now, Woodford has shown pretty, pretty great command. It's just that it isn't consistent. I think that Woodford has a breaking pitch that is way better than Manis's. Uh, I think that they, their, their fastballs are a little bit different. If I remember correctly, Manis threw that two-seam and a four-seam. And Woodford sometimes throws a two, but it, it mostly just a four. They don't really do very much. Um, maybe as like a major league career, yeah, that's it. But I still think Jake Woodford, who's 22, has a chance, especially now that he's managed to maintain consistent velocity. I still think he has a chance to be a back end of the rotation starter. What's the update on Gorman? Haven't heard anything on him in a while. Uh, from Johnny Goings, it was so he, you know he he kind of leveled out of Peoria, got promoted to Palm Beach, took him a second to get going, was really hammering the baseball at Palm Beach, and has since found like a middle ground there, uh, taking really good at bats. I saw one of the uh, flat ground app pitchers uh, strike him out. That was kind of interesting to watch. Uh, it, look, 
from what I've been told, it's still the same thing with, Dylan, with uh, uh, Nolan Gorman. He's still swinging at too much stuff out over like the the front half of the plate. You know, stuff that hits like the front half of the plate, breaking pitches low and in. Uh, but he's he was slugging the ball at Palm Beach. Uh, he had a multi home run game the other night. It seems like his season has balanced back out. He got off to a hot start and then hit a brick wall, and now he seems to have found the middle ground, which is good. A great way to end the year. Uh, Cody Whitley, future middle reliever. Yeah, I could see it happen. Uh, does a wild card, blah, blah, blah. Given the Royals aren't that good, why not start both RA and LT and have Ozuna DH carpet third? That's what I would like. Yeah, that's what the Cardinals should do. But again, uh, one of the things that was brought up is that you would don't be surprised to see Carpenter DH, Edmund at third, and then either Thomas or Rosarena in the outfield with Fowler. And Ozuna, remember, Mr. Schilt, for whatever reason, loves Tommy Edmund. And we love Tommy Edmund, too. We love him for what he is. It's just that, you know, play fucking Tommy or play Lane Thomas and play Randy Rosarena. Uh, Rumsfield78 uh, says, Thoughts on Jonathan Machado? Plus, why are you such a man's man? I am not a man's man. I'm actually a trash human being. Uh, so my thought about Jonathan Machado is he's never been one of my Dirty 35 participants. You know, even back when he, he signed for a relatively large international contract, he's just kind of a slap hitter. Again, uh, we were talking about Delvin Perez a little earlier. He's a better, better, hitting, better contact version of Delvin Perez. Small, skinny. Uh, he, he does have, like, muscular structure. But he's not like, there's not much to him. You know, he's cleaned up his swing, too. His swinging mechanic is good. But there isn't much to him other than just the ability to make contact. Uh, until he starts showing, you know, we're talking about Junior Magnura Sierra there. Uh, 518 Cards fan says, given the Royals aren't that good. Oh, we talked about that. Uh, does Robertson or Edmund have a higher ceiling? Edmund for sure. Uh, you said he pushes off. So do I, don't we all? How long will Helsley be the fancy sports car that never leaves the garage until he's in another organization? Uh, let's see. Why do you want to sign Ozuna, but you were all on Bryce Harper's beanbag? Uh, I want to sign Ozuna. I just don't think the Cardinals will. We are currently in danger of missing the fourth straight season, and our front office has no sense of urgency. That's a fact. Uh, I love Wayno, but he needs to retire after this year. Retire, retire while you're still decent. It's not going to happen. Is Gomber still alive? Yes, but he's hurt still, from what I understand. Jay Dizzy, our good friend, says, Don't expect them to, uh, don't expect them to but Card's got to go all in on Garrett Cole. I would love that. Has everyone left? Uh, has everyone left Reyes for dead? Yep. Edmonds and Robertson. Who has a higher ceiling? Edmonds uh, over Robertson. Carlos is a reliever because his agent wants a longer career. That's one of the dumbest reports I've ever heard in my entire life. I love how much Ramon Urias gets on base. It's very impressive. Yeah, and you know, remember Urias missed a good portion of the minor league season. Uh, can play in the infield. If he was here with the Cardinals, Schilt would put him in the outfield. He has a surprising amount of pop in his bat. Uh, and gets on base a little bit. But remember, the, th the other thing about Urias is Urias played in the professional Mexican league. Uh, he's a little bit more advanced, a little bit more adult than maybe some of your average minor leaguers. And those guys are the ones who usually have like the most trouble translating to the major leagues, even with the success in the AAA. Wong is a leading hitter at 268. No, uh, what I was talking about since July 1st, look it up. Since July 1st, Colton Wong has like... The first, uh, a top five batting average in the National League and a top five or top ten on base percentage in the National League. Uh, you laughed at my plumber insult, made my day. Is Williams going to survive the winter on the 40-man? I think he will. The Cardinals love the left-handed bat option. Uh, my large son slash dog ghost just joined me on the bed. Uh, he says hello. To my good friend ghost, I'm going to drink water. 
that humidity out there completely dehydrated me today. Uh, Matt's Conscious One says, did you see the article that suggested that CARP needs to sell out in order to fix things? So I know our good friend Ben Cerruti wrote an article over at Birds on the Black that was kind of saying that, well, I don't really know what the hell it was saying. I'm not even going to lie to you. But what I know is all you have to do is look at Matt Carpenter to see that his swing is not as fast as it used to be. I don't know if that's just him not trusting the swing or whatever. Look, I just want him to hit the damn ball. I don't. Th I think we're overthinking it. Beating the shift, yes, it would be great if he beat the if he beat the shift by going to left field. Sure, it'd be great. Uh, go take a look at the swings. They're not that different. He's he just the ball gets deeper on him because his swing is slower than it used to be, and he hasn't made the adjustment. He might not be able to make the adjustment. I think sometimes we overthink this stuff. It's just that simple. You don't need to do anything other than watch the game to see it. And even then, if you go and you look at the stats, I'm pretty sure the stats will tell you that too. Uh, did we talk about Junior Fernandez, also Gomber, in a throwing program now? Can you replace Webb? Please, that'd be amazing. We did not talk about Junior Fernandez. Junior Fernandez made his Major League debut late yesterday, led up with a couple of opposite field hits, struck out a couple players, a couple batters, saw how good his slider can be, saw how nasty his changeup can be, saw how electric his fastball can be. Again, it goes back to the issue, is command. He was jolted, he was keyed up. I hope we get to see him in Kansas City, away from a St. Louis home audience, uh, just make a debut, be, uh, or, or make an appearance, because I think we'll get a better idea of exactly what Junior Fernandez is at the major league level against a team like Kansas City. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Connor Jones, Virginia baseball players are more boring than their basketball team. Ooh, I like that. Uh, if Ozuna resigns O'Neal trade, yeah, it could happen. I don't Look, I don't have any idea what the Cardinals are doing with the outfield situation. I, I don't have any idea if they were to sign Ozuna, what they would do with the outfield situation. I know that there's no predicting it. I mean, would you be surprised if somehow Tommy Edmond is like your starting right fielder on opening day if Mike Schultz is still the manager? I won't. I wish we had traded Weeders while he had high value. Kisner is better. Again, another thing, like, all I can think of, and again, I understand why the Cardinals didn't do it, but if a team was willing to overspend for Matt Weeders, the Cardinals should have made that move. Thoughts on Johan Miesis from Brad Luiz. Look, uh, again, Johan Miesis is a fine minor league guy. We've seen that while he's at Memphis, he provides a little extra power when he's hitting with the Major League Baseball, or hitting the Major League Baseball, rather. Uh, he's a chunky guy. He kind of reminds, like, he's built a little bit like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I, I have a tendency to want to call him, like, Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, Marcelo Ozuna, the minor leaguer. Uh, but, I, like, he's, he's not that caliber of player. A great organizational depth piece. Uh, a fun player to watch. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Gas and Goats. <sighs> what the fuck are you even talking about? Uh, when does the Wayno three-year extension get announced? Boy, don't say that. Hashtag grind. I don't even know what we're talking about, but I'm here for it. Uh, Thomas, a Rosarena Fowler, outfielder for Kansas Series, Ozuna to DH. We're going to have to wait and see. Again, that's what I would do. Absolutely, that's what I would do. I don't think the Cardinals will do that. I think more than likely we'll see Matt Carpenter as the DH with Tommy Edmond playing third base and Lane Thomas sitting on the bench again. Uh, Gorman, Gorman did homer twice the other day. The Cubs just... Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you think Reyes will be non-tendered? I don't think... Look, if Alex Reyes was going to make any money, then it would make sense to non-tender him. But he's not going to make any money. All he costs you is a 40-man spot. And there's other options that you can get rid of on the 40-man before you get rid of the potential for Alex Reyes. That's a conversation for next year. It's not a conversation for this year, in my opinion. Uh, does power... 
greater than average mindset manifest down in the organization. Am I bad for wanting it to change for some players? Jay Frank, to take look. No, look at the Cardinals are not teaching that. Like the power over average. That's not what they're teaching. They are trying to unlock power potential. But like, think about Randy Rosarena. Uh, just because like Jose Adolis Garcia is hitting for more power and watching his average dip, that's not exactly what's going on. Now remember. The other issue with the Cardinals organization is that they lack high-end hitting talent. Again, Gorman, Carlson, Rosarena is a fine prospect. But other than like Gorman and uh, Carlson, like they don't have top and Kisner, but that's a different story now altogether. But like they don't have top 250 hitting prospects in baseball. Rosarena is going to be a fine major major leaguer. He's not a perennial all-star candidate. He'll be a very very good hitter for a long time. Uh, the issue is it's not they just don't have a lot of really good hitting prospects. I hate to be that way. Uh, let's see. Thoughts on... Uh, uh, which free agent are we going to want more that STL has no chance at? Cole or Rendon? Uh, so remember the Cardinals have Carpenter and they have Goldschmidt. So obviously, unless Carpenter retires, uh, they're not going to go after uh, Rendon. Uh, so Cole. Cole will be the one that we will be disappointed that the Cardinals get. Don't get, I mean. Did I miss discussion about Trey Fletcher? Trajan Fletcher? No, we haven't talked about him. Look, he's doing exactly what you expect out of a raw outfield prospect at the in the Appalachian League. Uh, not a whole lot of power. Batting average is down. On base percentage is down. Has a good game. Maybe has five other bad games. Uh, making some mistakes out in the outfield. Making some mistakes at the base pass. This is exactly what we knew was going to happen with Trajan Fletcher. He's raw. He's powerful. He has all the tools. But... Look, I don't think he's going to be the prospect that Dylan Carlson is, but take it from that. Give him a full year. Let him figure his shit out. Give him another year. Let him figure his shit out. And then maybe in that third year, their fourth full season, third or fourth full season in the organization, then we start talking about Trajan Fletcher. I, I like him. He's athletic. He has a solid foundation to build upon. Uh, it's just he needs time, just like Carlson needed time. Uh, besides Thompson, which 2019 pitchers are you most impressed with? Uh, look, I'm impressed with Tony Losey. I think that he has bad fastball command, but I love that fastball. He's got an interesting little breaking pitch. I like Jack Ralston a lot. Uh, maybe it's Manifest Destiny here or, or uh, 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 whatever the fuck it is. But, you know, it's still the same guys like Connor Thomas. Connor, Con Connor Thomas out of Georgia Tech is going to be dynamite against, against lefties. Of course, Major League Baseball is going to institute a three batter minimum rule and that'll negate the rule for Connor Thomas but Connor Thomas is fun to watch uh, yeah though I, now I haven't watched Andre Palente uh, uh, I'm anxious to see more of him but he's been really good too Yasenka has been good uh, I don't know necessarily like in, when I watch Yasenka I think to myself alright that's a guy who probably fizzles out here in a little bit, but I could very well be wrong. I haven't seen enough of him to really have a formulated opinion. Uh, I love that he's pitching really well right now. That's a great thing. Uh, there's been some interesting pitchers. Again, the Cardinals went pitch heavy, uh, hoping that the numbers, they would be able to find some gems, and it looks like they have. Is there a 40-man roster spot still open? There is not. Wong is our leading hitter. Uh, uh, why has Montero been so bad since coming back? Uh, we talked about this via Twitter. Uh, Montero's issue since coming back is he's swinging at everything. At everything. Uh, if it's close, he's swinging. If it's not close, he's swinging. This is what we saw in like the first week and a half of his time at Springfield before getting hurt. He's just not the patient hitter. He's trying to crush everything, and it's backfiring. 
Where's Brett Cecil? He is in Jupiter, believe it or not. Uh, and just kind of uh, working out there. How can you tell carp swing is slower? What do you see? I'm trying to learn. D honestly, like, just go back and watch any of Carp's swings and then look at what's going on right now. Watch when his hands fire and where the ball is when his hands fire. Watch how slow it is through the zone. Uh, it's just that simple. Like, when I say, and it, there's other ways to, like, denote it, but when I say that Carpenter's swing is slow, I actually mean that the velocity for which he swings the bat has slowed down. Do you think Goldschmidt stays with the Cardinals until the end of his contract? I do. Uh, spark and a do pot after dark. Good for you. Uh, Blake Record says, I do hope they re-sign Ozuna. Yeah, me too. I love Ozuna. Uh, Matt Adams will start next year in left field. I think Shield is banging Edmund's mom. Ooh, I like her. Uh, they dangle Wong this offseason with all the Edmund love in the organization. It could happen. It could happen, uh, especially now that Wong's contract is starting to escalate just a little bit. Uh, I don't see it. They love Colton Wong, too. Hayden March says, uh, this periscope would be so much more fascinating if the Cardinals decided to rebuild. It really would be. But again, we say that it would also maybe be potentially awful if they traded for the wrong prospects and did a poor job of developing them. Uh, Sean Ewing says, also Max Schrock forgot how to hit in card system. What the fuck? Uh, if he goes elsewhere and hits again, kill me. Yeah, that would be the perfect thing there, wouldn't it? Are you a Schilt fan from Moondog? Look, I... I have serious questions about the way he constructs a lineup, uh, about some of the things he does with his utility players. I don't necessarily have a problem with him. What I know is for a fact, when he is an aggressive manager, whether that be on the base paths or pulling guys or pulling pitchers or going to new pitchers, he is a good manager that gets results. When he isn't doing that, he's kind of a waste of a manager. Uh, let's see. I just tried to chew gum and eat seeds at the same time, and it's impossible. Drake, man, that's the the question that's plagued baseball players since the beginning of time. Intern Maddie, where is Ray's potential at this point? Three to four rotation guy, long man in the pen. Honestly, Intern Maddie, I don't even know how we could put a potential on Alex Reyes at this point. You're talking about a guy who's had a serious shoulder surgery, a serious elbow surgery, and now a serious pectoral injury. Those are three injuries to his throwing arm. What's his potential? His potential is still a major league contributor. And other than that, I don't even know how we could begin to make any type of thoughts or process any type of information that would give us any indication of what his ceiling is uh, or what he's capable of. I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm a big Alex Reyes guy. I've, I've rocked that boat for a long time. Rock the boat, rock the boat, baby, rock the boat. Uh, but I just don't think we're there yet. Like, I think we're past that. I think we're on to a completely different chapter in Alex Reyes' life. Uh, and I think it sucks. I think it really sucks. Uh, and it's a bummer. Uh, would you move the fences in a bush? I would not. Does Did anyone at Blogger Day ask about living wage for minor leaguers? So, I did not. Now, I am the enemy here. Uh, I am the enemy. The first thing I thought when I got home on Saturday night is, uh, I fucked up. I forgot to ask about the living wage for the minor leaguers. And I immediately slipped in to the birds on the black uh, 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 DM. And I can't believe I forgot to ask. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed of myself for so many reasons. And that being the one that we're talking about right now. Ty Wigington for hitting coach. I love it. Finally get some money out of that deal. Uh, what's the deli with Terry? What's the de what's the deli with Terry Fuller? Uh, also, sub Kyle, what's up, Red? How are you? Uh, the deli, I believe, is Mom's Deli. I believe that's where Terry Fuller is at. No, uh, the deal with Terry Fuller is 
he is a better he has a better command of the strike zone than I thought he would. He has serious raw power, although right now his swing needs some serious tweaking. He holds his hands out really stiff. He needs to get those hands back and loose a little bit. The other thing is his swing is tailored for pull. So sure, sometimes he can put things in like the center, left center gap as a left-handed swinger, uh, but he's still really raw. He still looks like a football player. He's built like a fucking brick shithouse. Uh, amazing to watch. Uh, a total monster of a human being. He's also very raw on the outfield, but you can see it. Look, he's just, he raw, boy. He raw, and uh, he's getting better, but uh, hopefully he continues to get better. Look, Terry Fuller is going to take some time to develop, too. Uh, if, he, if he meets his ultimate ceiling, uh, it's going to take some time. What will be interesting is next year, I don't think Terry Fuller goes to State College. I think you see Terry Fuller at Peoria next year, and that's going to be a lot of fun. When I hear a Rosarena, I think of the Springsteen song. I'm not a Springsteen guy. Troy Gloss for strength coach. I love it. Uh, uh, Larry Walker for strength coach. John Lackey for strength coach. Whoever eats fried chicken is my strength coach. Greg Petty. But Helsley was supposed to be DeWitt's guy. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I don't know. I don't get that. Look, I don't understand anything. I am not the person to ask questions about Ryan Helsley. I don't understand anything about any of it. Josh says, do you think there's any... Oh, God, I hate when that happens. Somebody get the questions back up. Uh, one new message. Oh, God. The other side of the looking glass. Uh, all I know is that Evan's going to be marketing, blah, blah, blah. I hear someone speed, say bad speed, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. We had technical difficulties there. Do you think there's any substance to the BPV ruin right-handed power at Bush argument? I am not a scientist. I'm not going to be able to help you out, fam. Have you been impressed with Trajan Fletcher and Todd Lott? Todd Lott has done exactly what uh, that type of player should do in the Appalachian League. I'm glad he's doing it, uh, but I'm not necessarily impressed by it. Like, that's what that kind of player, just like a, 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 a Pedro Pajes, uh, the catcher at State College, like, that's what that type of player is supposed to do at that level after being drafted. So I'm glad they're doing it. That's encouraging. But as far as if I'm impressed by it, no, no. It definitely keeps me interested, though. And Trajan Fletcher, look, again, He's so raw, I'm impressed that he isn't batting below 100 at, in the Appalachian League. I'm impressed he's put up some power. I'm not surprised that he's struggled elsewhere, uh, but that he's swimming is a good sign. See, uh, Baguley, Randy, a poor man, Starling Marte, is that the ballpark? Is that in the ballpark or not even close? Yeah, look... Okay, I have a problem with the ceiling talk. You guys know this, and the people who have been following me for a long time know this. Yeah, sure, maybe Starling Marte is his ceiling, but he has like a 1% chance of reaching that. Starling Marte is a perennial all-star. Starling Marte could, like you could argue that there was a chance where he could have been an MVP candidate. If he wasn't, if he wasn't, I think he was. Randy Rosarena isn't going to be that. If he is that, it'd be amazing. It could, I guess there's a 5% chance or a 10% chance that that could happen. It's not likely. I'm about the most likely positive outcome. You're talking about something like Gerardo Parra. Uh, somebody asked me uh, about Brian Jordan. Think of him as maybe a potential Bernard Gilkey type. Like, that's R R uh, Randy Rosarena. A very, very solid major league contributor for 5 to 10 to 12 years. Something like that. Uh, did the hacking penalty cost us Marcus Stroman-type starter at the deadline? No, absolutely not. Uh, what cost the Cardinals a Marcus Stroman-type starting pitcher at the deadline is their unwillingness to pull the trigger on a deal. 
Uh, have you seen Andre Palente pitch? I've watched one of his starts. I went back and watched a bunch of highlights from college. I like him a lot, uh, but I'm going to hold off on having more thoughts on him until I see more of him. I, I really like the stats he's putting up. Our good friend Pat B said, I heard someone say bat speed didn't matter. I laughed my ass off. Yeah, people are out of their fucking mind. Uh, Ala Moses, hey. Hi, Ala Moses. Where have you been? I love you. I've missed you. You're my cousin. To you, I raise my glass. Intern Maddie says, "All I know is that Edmund is going to be is going to be marketed like an elite player. Uh, if Bader taught us anything, probably not. But I get like I appreciate the sort. I appreciate I appreciate what you're saying there. Remember, like at the end of the year last year, when you looked at his stat lines, Harrison Bader looked like a respectable a respectable major leaguer. And then you knew he played D. And then you know that the women loved him, and you know that the kids loved him, and you knew that the whitey ball players loved him. And he was the right guy for that decision. Uh, I would imagine that." M- that's kind of the same thing with Tommy Edmond, actually. Uh, but I don't think they'll... I, hopefully they learn from that mistake. Uh, uh, late to the party, what's the Randy count from Todd Thiessen, our good friend and agent Todd Thiessen? Uh, Todd, I raise my glass to you. Get me work, bud. You got to get me on. What pitcher in the minor has the best stuff? That's a tough question. Look, I... Pitcher in the minor. Like, who has the best stuff? If we're taking command out of it, it's Henesis Cabrera. Uh, if we're talking about with command, uh, the best curveball in the organization is Zach Thompson's. The best slider in the organization is probably Griffin Roberts. Who has the most dynamic stuff that looks commanding? I say Angel Rondon. I think Johan Oviedo has a really good repertoire. I think Jake Woodford has good uh, good repertoire when he is commanding it. Uh, but honestly, like I know it's frustrating because his command is shit, but Watching Henesis Cabrera pitch and the movement, it's like it's like that old saying. Like right when the Cardinals had five pitchers that were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, one of those pitchers was Jaime Garcia. Jaime had the best stuff, no doubt about it. He just couldn't command it. That's kind of Henesis Cabrera, except for his command is even worse than Jaime's was. Lucas K. By the way, I want to raise my glass to Lucas. I love that Lucas. Uh, to ask, do you think Edmund Munoz in the outfield is influenced by the front office and not all Schilt? No, I think it is absolutely Schilt. I think it's Schilt, and I, I believe it's Schilt, because if there's one thing that John Mazalak has been constant about, it's he hates when players get called up to the majors and don't play. And uh, he, I even went back to listen to the, uh, the blogger day audio just to like hear him talk about it because I asked about Lane Thomas specifically I asked about Andrew Kisner and he kind of blew over Lane Thomas but he kept reiterating again that we expect these kids to play we need them to play when they come up is Montero a trade ship in the near future yeah absolutely uh, Greg Petty says fuck Mary kill Flaherty Goldie and Wong uh yeah look there isn't a more boring person on earth than Goldie so he's the one you'd have to kill uh Flaherty is a total smoke show you you'd marry him and then you'd bang Wong uh, Josh asked, do you think Jay Flair will hit 98 consistently one day, or do you think he lives around 95? I don't give a shit at all. I just want him to keep pitching like he is. Uh, but yeah, 95. Was the Buddha in Moe's wife's DM? Oh my god, I hope so. Uh, it's a great question. Uh, front office needs systematic changes, and sneaking into playoffs encourages front office malfeasance. Yes. I think it depends. Like, sneaking into the playoffs, I think if they win the wild card... If they make it to the wild card game and then win the wild card game to make it to the playoffs, I do think that that will aid some of the malfeasance. I think what we saw today with the Cardinals firing Budaska uh, and, and 
again, the promotion of Joe Bell, I believe to be interim. I don't think it's going to stick. I think we're going to see that position replaced uh, come next offseason. But I think that this is the opposite of malfeasance. I think they're trying to get ahead. I think they're trying to encourage themselves, uh, and encourage this new way of thinking that is heavy on analytics. Look, uh, Budaska, uh, what I was told a long time ago is that he was 65% old school, 35% new school. We all know Jeff Albert is 100% new school. I think that this is a step that is the opposite of malfeasance. Now, whatever happens after that, I, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I do think that getting in the playoffs or having a run in the playoffs can end up making the Cardinals, like justifying the Cardinals' actions and being the way that they are. I don't know for sure. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's... Like, I don't think there's as much malfeasance there as maybe we as fans feel. I think we make assumptions about what's in front of the Cardinals' front office trade-wise and deal-wise, and we don't really know. Uh, that's not to justify what happens at the front office. I'm just saying we really don't know. Jagger Fowler, I'll take Fowler. Who's the best bet for the next prospect to be moved that upsets fans? Uh, I still think, like, if Tyler O'Neill gets traded, I think Tyler O'Neill. he's not a prospect. Ryan Helsley would really piss me off, although I don't know if he's a prospect anymore. He's been on the Major League roster for 45 days, I would think, non-September days at this point, even though he's only pitched like three, uh, you know, in, in this year. Um, who would be the one? Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson and Nolan Gorman are the first two that come to my mind. If one of those two got moved, I think fans would lose their minds. Uh, who's the best? Uh, Randy A is a drug-free Starling Marte. I like that. I think I have Bernard. I need a shot of Gilkey. That's right. That's uh, to my cousin Charlie, to the Reese family and the Marshall family. How's Gorman doing in the field? Can he stick at third from uh, Matt Stromer? What we've seen from Nolan Gorman is struggles at third base. A lot of the times the third base struggle is throwing the ball. That's something. Now... He goes through spurts. Like, when he's not hitting well, he's not playing the field well either. He's one of those players, as of right now, I think he'll get over that. I'm not worried about that. Uh, but, look, he, I do believe that he'll stick at third. It always takes him a little time to adjust to a new level. Uh, once he adjusts, he's usually fine, except for, like, a few bad spurts here and there. Again, that usually coincides with his offensive capabilities. Uh, but, yeah, I think now, again, you're talking about a 19-year-old. There's no reason to think he can't stick at third. Uh, why does he keep doing that? I don't know why it keeps doing that. Uh, all right. Sorry. My questions uh, disappear sometime. Have you gotten around to watching the Christian Mingle movie yet from Intern Maddie? I have not, Intern Maddie. Uh, the new catching prospect from Springfield seems intriguing. Yadier or something like that. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. I only know uh, Julio Rodriguez. Nothing about a Yadier Motina. Uh, let's see. Do we sign Bumgarner this offseason? No, they won't sign Bumgarner. I think they'll hope that the, the five idiots that they have uh, end, up, end up doing the thing, the thing there. And again, I say five idiots, but I'm just trying to be cute, I guess. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a normal human being. Uh, it's not coming across very well, as I'm sure all of you are noticing. I think more than likely the Cardinals go in. They still do this whole thing with pitching depth. They have the pitching depth. Maybe they bring in someone like Jason Vargas, something like that, where we're like, hey, they could have traded for him and actually had a legitimate fifth starter, but here we are, signing him in the offseason to an inflated deal. No, uh, I don't think it'll be Bumgarner. I don't think it'll be Cole. I haven't seen the free agent list, so I don't know. I hope it's Bumgarner. That'd be great. It'd be amazing. I'd love that. Do you think Goldie breaks his home run personal best of 36 this year? What's he at, 26 right now? I will say, ooh. I'll say no. Kyle, you are on fire tonight. Hey, to our good friend Steve Eller, I raise my glass. 
I think you're amazing, Steve. I'm glad you're here. You're one of my favorite pad people, and I have nothing but pad people that I love. Drake Mann asks, if the season ended today, who do you think we would face? Scherzer or Strasburg in the wild card? I don't know how that rotation lines up. Like, if I could look now, I'd tell you. But I think if, if like, it's a whole thing. Like, who, who, would the Cardinals, who would the Cardinals pitch? Would it be Michaelis? Would it be Flaherty? Well, what if those guys have to pitch the last two games of the season to get the Cardinals into that game? What if Scherzer and Strasburg have to pitch the last two games of the season to get the Nationals into that game? I think if it's all things the same, it's going to be Scherzer. Uh, but situations dictate that kind of stuff. Be Real uh, says, by the way, Be Real, what's up, brother? Uh, Kyle, did you ever give your opinion on WWT heading the analytics uh, department? You know, I, uh, I did not give my opinion so much. We talked about how good Worldwide Technologies is as a company. I love it. Look, I love that they're partnering locally. I like the idea that some of the brightest and smartest minds locally are going to help contribute to the success of the St. Louis Cardinals. I I. I'm happy with the partnership, and I'm anxious to see how it continues to develop. I know this. My, one of my closest friends is a guy named Greg Eschelbach. He went to MIT. He some crazy title down at Dell in technology or some bullshit like that. I want my, my friend Greg, who understands numbers and analyzing and all that shit, I want him to come and work for Worldwide Technologies and be an analyst for the Cardinals in that capacity. Uh, regardless of what's available in a vacuum, it seems it's the front office... Uh, job to improve a one-tier... Uh, I'm going to start over, Alex Dunn. I, I don't get it. Regardless of what's available in a vacuum, it seems it's the front office job to improve a one-tier a one place team. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. A one... Oh, no. Look, if, if, what we're saying, Alex Dunn, is that it's the, the, the deal. It's a responsibility of the Cardinals front office to make the team better. You are 100% correct. And... Having multiple trade deadlines here where the Cardinals did absolutely nothing to improve their team uh, makes it really interesting, and there is malfeasance there. So to answer that question from a little while ago, uh, yes, absolutely. Do you have a dog? I do not have a dog, but I love dogs. Uh, Kyle, join Hell's Angels MC. I don't know what any of that means. Is DeYoung uh, the next guy after Yachty that fans will fall in love with? No, no, they won't. Cardinals fans won't fall in love with anyone anymore. The days of falling in love with players, it, it's dead. Like, Jack Flaherty might be the next one. But other than that, like, those days are dead. We're too opinionated and too aggressive as a culture, uh, too angry and miserable as a culture, too defaming and, and, and painful as a culture to embrace players over a long haul. Uh, the days of Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols are dead. I just saw that my first article got 70 views in one day. Good for you, Drake, man. Uh, Austin Stone says, Kyle, did you see the CFA now has mac and cheese? I fucking love some mac and cheese. Uh, Daniel Florence says, we are letting white guys, women, in Hell's Angels MC. All right, cool. Let's do it. Uh, cards offer Ozuna four years 80, right? Now the Cardinals aren't going to offer Marcelo Ozuna anything. Uh, can Hudson be a viable starter for multiple seasons? I am on the record. Uh, look. It's tough for me to say. I believe that the best spot for for uh, uh, Dakota Hudson is out of the bullpen. I think that his stuff is best suited for the bullpen. Uh, can he be a viable starter for multiple years? We're going to find out because that's all the Cardinals are going to do with him is make him a starter. That's all that's going to happen. 
And MLB The Show, Ozuna signed with the Reds for four years, $40 million. That's so cheap. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So we make a lot of assumptions, too, about what kind of a contract Marcelo Ozuna is going to get offered. He's younger than some other uh, 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 free agents in the past years. He and Puig are, like, right about the same age. So that might help his stock. But remember, the last couple free agent periods have been bullshit because uh, owners collude, I guess. You still dyeing your beard uh, like... You still dying your beard like Ozuna if he hits 30 bombs? I might. I, I might. I might not. Uh, DeYoung, a career cardinal? I hope so. I love him. Who is to blame for lack of trade deadline movement over the last few years? Gersh, Moe, DeWitt, all. Yeah, look, uh, so my thought is it's John Mazalak's department. He gets the majority of the blame. But it's not fair to heap all of the blame on him. The, the part of the blame should go to Bill DeWitt. Remember, the Cardinals didn't even engage. It didn't even engage in in bringing Bryce Harper here. They don't engage in the big free agent contracts. So that's on them. Uh, on that's like that's partially on the ownership too. Not willing to like fork over. Mo gets a lot of the blame when you become the figurehead of something. You decide that you're going to take both the blame and the credit when shit goes wrong. Uh, without knowing how Gersh is involved, I would think Gersh deserves some of the blame. But I also think scouting from top to bottom, they deserve blame. Coaching staff deserves blame. Like, everyone deserves blame. When shit goes wrong, sure, the figurehead should get shit on first, but the blame should be distributed evenly. Not evenly. I'm an idiot. The blame should be distributed. Flaherty has legit ace stuff, right? Not front of the rotation, but ace stuff. Josh, look, uh, uh, Again, this goes back to like talking about Randy Rosarena as a potential Starling Marte. Sure, it could happen, but when I talk about an ace, I'm talking about a potential Hall of Famer. I'm talking about a guy who might win a couple Cy Youngs. His stuff is really good. He might have like an ace type year. He might have a Cy Young season in there. But that is so fucking rare. Like to me, Clayton Kershaw isn't an ace anymore. He was at a time. Max Scherzer is an ace. Chris Sale may or may not be an ace. I don't know how he's done since the beginning of the year. I have no idea. But I think the elite, like, 0.5% of starting pitchers, 1% of starting pitchers are aces, and they have to do it over a couple of years. He has really great stuff. He's a top of the rotation. He could be a number one. But when you're talking about ace, in my opinion, from my vantage point, an ace has to have more power, like more strength to it. It has to have a higher standing than just... Is he an ace? Is he an ace? Was Adam Wainwright ever an ace? No. He was really good for a long time. Was Chris Carpenter ever an ace? No. He was really good for a long time. When, I want, when we talk about an ace, I want to talk about somebody who has a potential to be a Hall of Famer. How happy are you, Randy A, being called up from Ala Moses? Look, uh, Charlie, I am glad as fuck that Randy Rosarena is getting called up. I'm sad to see Andrew Kisner get sent down. It's the right move to make. It's the only move to make, but I'm sad because I love Kiz. Uh, I'm anxious to see if Dylan Carlson finds his way to AAA. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. My guess is Johan Miesis or Counter Cape will find their way to AAA. Uh, but yeah, Charlie, I, I'm happy he's here. I hope we get to see him play. And hopefully he and Lane Thomas are both out in the outfield. Uh, we'll see if it happens. Did O'Neal hurt his wrist uh, flicking his Prince Albert? He might have. That fucking big old fucking monster thing inside of him. Josh, do you think Pauly D will even out one day he's been so hot and cold it's like he's treading water from Josh Will so what do we know about Paul DeYoung it's been exciting to watch him incorporate more walks into his game remember this is a high strikeout hitter with power that is starting to lower the strikeout total just a little bit 
incorporate more walks while maintaining the power. I do think we'll see it even out a little bit, but I also think that this is the kind of hitter that ends up being a little bit more streaky, a little bit more frustrating uh, uh, throughout his major league career. One thing that I believe would help is if he got a little bit more rest. Maybe one in every 10 days he gets a day off. Maybe one in every seven days he gets a, t- a day off. Give Tommy Edmond one start at short you know, a week or once every 10 days, something like that. Like, it would only benefit him to get a little bit more rest. Eric Thomas asked my thoughts on an opener. Hold on, I need water. I am dehydrated. It was humid in St. Louis. My thoughts on the opener is I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I just want the Cardinals to pitch their best pitchers. Uh, Whatever gets Ryan Helsley into the starting rotation, if that means he does it as an opener, he does it as an opener. I don't give a shit, but uh, uh, that's my thought. I like it. I think it works well for some other teams, uh, but I honestly don't keep a close enough eye on it to really have a solid opinion about it one way or the other. I think that whatever stops Michael Walker from taking the ball every fifth day, uh, at this point, I'm on board for uh, do you think Flaherty has a better career than Wayno from Casey Camp? Uh, uh, mm. I, I, I hope that Jack Flaherty has a healthier career than Adam Wainwright. That's what I hope. I think the better thing, I think it will be, I believe that it'll be on par with Adam Wainwright. I hope that he's healthier, which means more seasons of production. Uh which means more seasons of production, thus making him a more productive player than Wayno. Uh, you know, Wayno was so good in his prime, and he was so much fun to watch. And sometimes, like, even with that big curve, because his fastball never had a ton of movement, like, you could never fully understand how he was doing it. And that's the essence, the beautiful essence of Adam Wainwright in his prime. Uh, Flaherty has legitimate, amazing stuff. Uh, I'll say push. I, I'll say it'll be something along those lines. Since Jack Flaherty was in the organization, I've been saying that he is the Chris Carpenter. He's the next generation Chris Carpenter and Adam Wainwright. He's that guy. He has that potential. Now we just cross our fingers and hope he stays healthy. Uh, John Zancana said, we would be lucky to have Flaherty be as good as Wayno in his prime. Yeah, for sure. Uh, An ace wins you mean... uh, An ace wins you games by themselves. Yeah, and sure, uh, number one and number twos can do that too, but... They do it often, right? Although we say that, but then like Jacob DeGrom, who put up one of the best seasons in my lifetime last year, didn't win any games because the Mets are terrible. But the games he won, he pretty much did on his own, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Josh says, gotcha. When I think ace, I think 250 ERA, fit, plus five complete game shutouts. Uh, hey, uh, Adam Van Greg, it's nice to see you. So my only problem with the, the complete game shutouts, uh, Josh, is that like that's a stat that's in today's day and age with baseball, like doesn't exist anymore, right? Uh, it's rare, but I like it. If if a pitcher is going to make five, is going to have five complete game shutouts in a season, and has the pitch total to keep it that low, then yeah, sure, that that could very well be a qualifier for an ace. Uh, water, where's the bourbon? The bourbon's here, but I'm almost out. So to uh, bourbon. Ah, uh, the bourbon. Wong has peaked, right? I know there's no way to predict that, but it seems like it. Yeah, this is the second year in a row that we have seen Colton Wong get hot in the second half of the season after a rough April and a somewhat up-and-down May. 
I think that this is the player that Colton Wong is. I don't think it's him peaking. I just think that this is the player he is. You know, uh, he wasn't necessarily bad in April, right? He got off to a hot start, was one of the best hitters for the Cardinals those first couple weeks, and then kind of leveled out, had a rough May, and then since in June he got a little bit better, and he's been really, really good since July. I just think that when we look at his stats this year, I think that this will be his normal uh, moving on for a couple of years. Love the opener. You could use Helsley as a guy for three innings. You could use Helsley as a guy for one inning or two innings. Yeah, I want to see him get creative. Whatever keeps Waka out of the rotation. What I would love to see is a wild card use Gant or Gallegos as an opener. Yeah, look, again, I would want them to use Flaherty. That's I would want them to use Flaherty is what I would want them to use. I would love for things to line up so that Jack Flaherty is that. And then you have all of those options at the end of the game. Uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, but for a wild card game, you need all hands on deck. Uh, and, you know, I, I want I would want Flaherty to start that game. And then if he can't make it out of the first, then go Gallegos or Gant or whoever. Uh, but I, I think for a wild card game, uh, play, win, enter the playoffs, I think you go with the starter and you adjust from there with all of the arms hopefully ready to go. Cards fan LV says, but can the Cards lock down JF long term? I get the vibe that he would be a difficult extension. Jack Flair, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he'll be a difficult extension because he's going to cost money. Uh, they're not going to assign any pitchers to a long-term contract before they get to the end of their contract, I would assume. So yeah, I think it would be tough for them to sign him long term. But that doesn't mean he's not going to be an Adam Wainwright or Chris Carpenter type throughout his career. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Look, any any player that's going to cost the Cardinals money is going to be tough for them to resign. Uh, you know, it wasn't until Yadier Molina got to the last three years of his career that they were willing to overpay for him. Uh, they overpaid a little bit for Adam Wainwright, but even when they gave Wayno that deal, that was kind of market value when you go back and look at it. Uh, you know, the Cardinals don't give career contracts to players. They they just don't. So, yeah, if Jack Flaherty keeps pitching like this, he'll pitch himself out of St. Louis. Uh, Reds rotation next year is scary as fuck. You're damn right it is. Josh says, Michaelis will be better next year, in my opinion. His stuff is too good. Yeah, maybe. We'll wait and see. I think he'll be good for the, I think he'll be fine for the rest of the year. Uh, which pitcher on the midseason Dirty 35 is Cardinal starter by next April? None of them. None of them. Honestly, like, I have Helsley in my top five. And I don't think the Cardinals are going to stretch him back out. He'd be the best option in that situation. Hennessy Cabrera more than likely is going to be a bullpen piece. Uh, maybe you go there if his command gets better. Maybe he shows those Jaime improvements that Jaime showed, and it's him, something like that. Other than that, I don't think it's Jake Woodford. Uh, that would be another, like, it's one of those three. It won't be Zach Thomas. Uh, it won't be Griffin Roberts. It won't be Johan Oviedo. It won't be Alvaro Cejas. It won't be Anil Rondon. Uh, but it will be one of those three if I had to choose. But more than likely, it's just the four guys you have now. Subtract Michael Waka and add Carlos Martinez in. Uh, came in just to say goodnight, and I miss you. From Sam Lisby. Sam Lisby, I raise my glass of water to you. Uh, thank you for being here, even for a very short period of time. Langston Lil asked, does Gant stay in... Hold on. Uh, the bullpen next year. So let me tell you what I'm doing right now, and it's something I never do. Uh, I try to stay as raw and organic for you as possible. I'm looking to see how many innings John Gant has pitched this year. 54. To me, that tells me that John Gant will be back in the bullpen next year, because what you figure he'll have 80 innings. Uh, it's tough to stretch him back out. So yes, I think he will be in the bullpen next year, but we're just going to have to wait and see. 
Flaherty, Brev, Gant, Gallegos, Miller, Seamart, and wildcard game. That gets me excited. Yeah, all things line up well. And then again, hopefully by then, the manager has trusted Ryan Helsley for the role that he deserves. Then you have that arm ready to go too. The only thing that concerns me about our manager, about Mike Schilt, is that he really likes to overextend Andrew Miller. He, he, he puts Andrew Miller in some bad situations to get some right-handed hitters that I wish he would not. Uh, in that type of game... Bring in Andrew Miller against the tough lefties. Find the best swath of tough lefties that you have and bring Andrew Miller in. Why aren't you wearing a birds on the black shirt? That's a great question. I That's usually all I have. Uh, Maggie says, oh my gosh, I miss Pad so much. Maggie, I miss you too. I miss you being in here. Hold on one second. I'll be back. Oh, oh my God. Hi. Oh my God. Oh my God, it got hot in here. All right, I'm going to pour more booze out. Uh, we're drinking Four Roses Yellow Label because it's cheap and tasty and it's good it's, that's what tasty means you asshole uh to maggie and all my pad people who i haven't seen in a while all the pad people who have been coming in here uh, i raise my glass thank you so much for being in here we uh we miss you do you think gallegos gets a chance to close next year uh yeah i would think so i would think that there's a very good chance how about giovanni gallegos too we love that gallegos also how has nick palmer not been released oh look he's still young they still have organizational need. Let them keep hitting and then adjust next year. Uh, do you think the Cards should sign trade for a closer this offseason? You know, the one thing, one of the, like the one quote from the blogger day that has stuck with me is when Mo, somebody asked Mo about like getting a reliever or a closer, and he's like, do you think I should be involved in the relief pitch, pitcher market? <sighs> he makes a point. He, he meant it very, you know, a little sardonically, but... Uh, it makes sense that they would, but I don't know what the closer market looks like, so I'm going to stay out of it. Oh, wait, there's no booze. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay now. Hooray, booze. Uh, has Miller's lefty splits been that dramatic versus righties this year? It was for a short period, but then he got better against righties, and now I feel like the righties are back to doing damage against him, but I haven't done any of the research. Uh, also, I want to raise my glass to my cousin Charlie, who is in here. I also want to raise my glass to my brother James, uh, James Francis Reese, and his amazing kids, uh, uh, Jackson, Mason, and Haley, who I got to spend the weekend with. Look, I hate family. I'm, I, you, family's the worst. Having things that you have to do is the worst. Uh, I kid, of course, but getting to spend time with those four and my brother Scott at the Cardinal game uh, and over the weekend, uh, it, it was amazing. It was amazing, and my brother Jim has done an amazing job of raising three kids uh, who are incredible. Uh, and then my brother Scott, who really is just a, a full-on, like, full-hearted human being. So to the Reese clan, I want to raise my glass. And that extends to my cousin Charlie, who's part of the Marshall clan, but is really kind of like a surrogate brother at this point who lives in Atlanta and who has abandoned me in the soft, or the kickball team. Uh, but, you know, so to them, I raise my glass. But one last time, I want to raise my glass to my brother Mike, too, who's my favorite person on earth and I love and I just want to move to Portland for. Uh, let's see. Do you think if Jose didn't get hurt, Thomas gets sent down or just not called? Oh, no, for sure. Today, I think Randy... So when you listen to the quotes from Jose like on Camel Wex, Sports Open Line with Tom Ackerman. By the way, you know, we, we talk a lot about Danny Mack and Derek Gould and all the other media members in St. Louis. The, the, the primo supremo is Tom Ackerman for Camel Wex. 
Uh, look, there is not a more admirable human being uh, than Tom Ackerman. He does an amazing job. Like, I have such love and admiration for Tom Ackerman. Uh, he does sports on a Sunday morning now. He is the cream of the media crop here uh, in St. Louis. In my opinion, he and D. Gould. Uh, D. Gould, I know, is a whole bag, but whatever. The cream of the media crop, say what you want. Anyways, the quotes from Mo talking to Ackerman really made it sound like Randy Rosarena was going to find his way to St. Louis these next couple days. Uh, sports on a Sunday, those quotes. So I do think Lane Thomas, even after that amazing game, would have ended up being sent down and Randy Rosarena would be up here. And I think a lot of that has to do with his ability to lead off. Maggie asks, how is that? Uh, how is it that they use Bader as a big marketing piece over J-Mart? Huge miss. You know, the J-Mart and Ozuna thing really does piss me off. And the reason is, look, I knew, I understand why they don't market Ozuna because they know they're not going to re-sign him. But J-Mart and uh, Marcelo Ozuna, who I call Marsuelo, Marsuelo and J-Mart are like two of these, the most charming players in the league and they're fun and they're big kids and, you know, they're goofy. Like, they should be the center marketing piece for this team. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt should never see a camera, you know. Uh, Paul DeYoung, who I love, is also pretty damn boring. He should never see a camera. Make Ozuna and Jmart the head of the marketing department and the head of the marketing campaign because it's incredible. Drake asks, do you think Zach Cox was the biggest bust in terms of drafting? No. Look, uh, I, when I was writing for Redbird Daily, which no longer exists, was since rolled into Cardinals Conclave, uh, I did a piece on Moe's worst draft picks. There aren't a lot of them. You know, you're talking about first-round picks. Yeah, maybe. I think Robert Stock was a dumb pick, even though he was a pretty impressive bullpen piece for the Padres over the last couple years. Uh, that was a dumb pick. No one under, understood that. Nick Plummer is worse than Zach Cox, honestly. At least Zach Cox got you Edward Mujica. Uh, Plummer couldn't get you anything. Uh, I don't know, man. I have a different version. Again, this goes back to your whole like outlook on things. I have a different perspective when it comes to busts. Uh, the Cardinals made something out of Zach Cox. It's not a bust. Sure, he didn't perform well, but what we learned from an Amazing Baseball America article is that 70% of first-rounders make a Major League debut. 70% of first-rounders make a Major League debut. Of that, they say about 60% of that 70% end up with a war above 0.1. Not one above 0.1. And I only bring that up to emphasize once again how rare it is that a first-round pick even has a chance to make a major league impact. They get a bigger chance than any other round, and they still don't do it. The major league baseball draft is a fickle bitch. It is a fickle mistress, and you can't guarantee anything. There's no such thing as a bust for me when you get out of the top 10 picks of the first round. No such thing as a bust because it's such a damn lottery. Uh, kind of interesting that Lugie won't exist next year. Not talked about enough. No, I agree with you. Uh, March Hayden says Cardinals will finally... Re and the reason that the Lugie won't exist next year is because lefties have to face three batters. That It looks like that's the rule that Major League Baseball is going to adopt next year where every pitcher has to face at least three batters. Uh, Hayden March says Cardinals will finally return to the playoffs and lose by 10 runs in the wild card game. That'd be miserable. Lucas K says Greg Holland is going back to Washington. 0 0.35 incoming. Yeah, they'll just keep giving Boris clients money after money. Uh, Josh says, Ponce is greater than Waka, and that's that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, somebody said that Michael Waka's been really good in Cincinnati. Yeah, maybe I'm being overly critical about the Cardinals' decision to pitch him in Cincinnati, although I think those splits are bullshit. Uh, Douglas Gyres says, if the cards get beat by KC this week, I'm wearing a paper sack over my head. 
if they get swept, you can wear the paper bag. But baseball is baseball, you know. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, I want them to sweep, but uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Hey, Jay Ferg. What's up, Jay Ferg? I love you, buddy. Uh, why is the video sideways anyways? What's up, Kyle? I'm sideways so that we can get sideways, brother. Not in the weird way, but just as, like, two loving and caring friends. Uh, what happened if Randy and Thomas both tear it up? More than likely, we'll never know because they'll sit for other options. Tommy Edmund. Yaro Munoz. Mm. I love that, Jay Ferg. Uh, Jay Knob says, we have a lot of let's just say old school fans who like those boring players. Oh my god, you're not lying, but I love what you're saying there, Jay Knobs. Uh, I've owned cardboard boxes with more personality than Goldie. Yeah, there's lint in my apartment. There's lint in my belly button that's been through more than like more exciting stuff than Paul Goldschmidt's been through. Uh, he's he's so boring, and he seems like a nice fella. And I really appreciate good people because I'm a fucking horrible human being. Uh, but I, uh, God, you're not lying. He just seems boring. Uh, so good to see Pat again, Kyle. Uh, glad the division and wild card race are hot. Charlie, more important than anything is your hot boy. You're my little hot cousin boy. You're my dirty little hot cousin boy. And you're the hot boy. Boy. Uh, Pat is on means only one thing. Time to do the dishes. Yeah, clean me. I, th so most of the time, people associate the dishes with me because dirty, filthy. You need to really scrub to clean off the filth. APL4384 says, chances Mo hires you, have you filled out application? Zero percent chance. Look, uh, so I am the black sheep of this area. First off, I am terrible at what I do. So if they hire me, they're out of their fucking minds. Even more so than they are right now. Second thing is, uh, I'm kind of the black sheep because I say crazy shit. So no one's hiring me to do anything. Uh, my birds on the black family is going to have to deal with me forever because I love them with all my heart anyways. Uh, my good friend, the Whitewater attorney, Adam Van Grack, says, How has Connor Jones looked this year? Stats look good in Springfield. You know, Adam, we talked about him a little earlier, but I'm glad to recap. So, the thing about Connor Jones is he has a really good breaking ball, a really, really heavy sinker, and then a changeup that's okay sometimes. But they're not consistent. Uh, he's definitely profiles best as a relief pitcher, which is what he's been all year. Has command issues and movement consistency issues that he gets away with at double A sometimes and he can be filthy sometimes but he has to command his fastball and his curveball which I think is a curve I also think he throws a cutter but I don't think he throws it well enough and I don't think it has enough on it uh, but he needs to command all that to better reach his ceiling or his uh, abilities to better maximize his abilities at double A he's getting away with it sometimes won't get away with it at the next levels Back from my 300-mile road trip, what did I miss the past 10 days? Uh, from Good Life Sean, uh, Sean Gransky, I raise my glass to you. I hope you had a great uh, uh, road trip. Hit me up in my DMs, and I'll send you that beer if you still want it. Uh, to you. You missed an amazing game by Lane Thomas last night is really all you missed. You missed them shit the bed in the West Coast road trip and then sweep the Pirates in a great weekend. Uh, Victoria says, hey, Victoria, Victoria, I raised my, gra my glass. Crap, I didn't know there was pad, and I was stuck in Walmart school shopping. Hello, Kyle. Victoria, I hope uh, Walmart didn't mercilessly murder you. I'm glad you're here, and uh, welcome to pad. It's not the same without you. 
<laughs> Do you like Rob Manfred as a commissioner? I like to punch myself in the dick as much as I love Rob Manfred as a commissioner. Talk to me about Anthony Rondone. I'm not going to talk to you about Anthony Rondone, uh, Johnny Lines, Johnny Lines, which kind of sounds like a TLR thing, uh, because I don't want to get your hopes up. Anthony Rendon is an incredible third baseman. He would be an amazing piece for the St. Louis Cardinals. But the Cardinals committed two years to Matt Carpenter after this year, a guaranteed, and uh, he ain't going nowhere. And the Cardinals have a 1,000 outfield options, so Carpenter's not going to the outfield, and also Carpenter would be a terrible outfielder, so let's not do that. Uh, love you too, bro. Oh, I love you, Jay Ferg. Uh, Whitewater Attorney says, Cards will have to face Brad Keller in KC. Second game won't be easy. That's true. Like the, I do like that Brad Keller. Is Gyro hits, if Gyro hits any other than eighth the rest of the year, I swear, he'll be leading off tomorrow. Uh, is Fernando Tatis Jr. the most exciting player in baseball, in your opinion? Luis Roberts the most exciting player in baseball, in my opinion, and he's in the minors. Look, there's a lot of things that Fernando Tatis Jr. does that are super fucking exciting. But it's hard to say that a guy on the West Coast in San Diego is the most exciting player in baseball. I believe that part of the excitement is getting to actually watch a player. Uh, so, no. I, who it would be, I don't know. I still think that Aaron Judge is exciting. I still think that Giancarlo Stanton, when he's healthy, which hasn't happened yet this year, uh, is exciting. Uh, Max Scherzer is exciting. You know, Fernando Tatis Jr. does a lot of uh, great stuff on the offensive and defensive side of the, of the game. But I don't ever get to see him. I only get to see him in highlights, and that is exciting as fuck. Uh, but there's a lot of guys like that. You know, Andrew Elton Simmons was like that. I still think Andrew Elton Simmons is an exciting player. Kevin Kiermeyer, Harrison Bader, defensively, is exciting. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's a tough question to ask. And really, it allows me to, to extrapolate on that thought and say that that's kind of the problem with Major League Baseball right now, right? You have a player like Fernando Tatis playing in San Diego, who the only thing you see are highlights on... Twitter for me, because I, all I do is Twitter. I don't Facebook, I don't ESPN, I don't have cable or any of that shit. So I don't get to see any of that stuff. Uh, I don't see him as an ambassador of baseball. The, you know, Major League Baseball hasn't chosen him as an ambassador. So I don't get to see a lot of that stuff. I think Cody Bellinger is exciting for an outfielder. You know, I, I don't have an answer to who it is, but I don't know if it's Fernando Tatis. I know I love what he does. I know he's exciting, and I know he's having a great rookie campaign. Uh, if Jay Ferg's doing the dishes, good for you. Can we, Jay Ferg, will you come over and do mine? Are you disappointed with Austin Warner? No, I'm not disappointed. Look, I don't think it's weird that he's having some of the struggles that he's having. Uh, you know, guys like Austin Warner are tough. You root for guys like Austin Warner because he's a left-handed specialist who pitched for the River City Rascals two years ago. You know, like, you root for that guy. But you also don't have delusions about the type of player he is. You know, like, he could have been an interesting left-handed option, but the problem is lefties hit him really well for a while there. Uh, I'm not disappointed in him. I love what they got out of him. I love what they continue to get out of him. And I love that he's in Memphis with a chance to maybe make a Major League debut if things get weird. Uh, the Black Sheep episode. Any chance Gorman and Carlson play significant time next season for the cards? Yeah, I would say that there's a 50% chance that one or the other does. You know... Again, in my perfect scenario, if the Cardinals aren't going to bring Marcelo Zuna back, which it looks like the Cardinals aren't going to bring Marcelo Zuna back, that means that you have an open competition for the corner spots. Uh, and at that point, if, if, again, depending on what you want to do with Dexter Fowler, like there's two outfield spots that would be open. And entering spring training, that would give you Carlson, Rosarena, Thomas, 
O'Neal a, a chance to compete for a starting outfield spot. That's how the Cardinals should do it, in my opinion. And he can oh, oh, Gorman, not Gorman. Sorry, I'm thinking about a Rosarena. No, I don't think you'll see Gorman at the major leagues next year, but definitely I would assume that Carlson finds his way there uh, uh, eventually. Uh, blah, blah, blah. What are the chances Mo still keeps his job if they miss the playoffs or lose in the wild card? You know, I will say that there is a 100% chance that John Mazalak comes back next year if he chooses to. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up stepping down, but I do think that he has the choice here. Uh, is Goldie more boring than Chris Bryant? No, God, no, not at all. Uh, unpainted off, I like that. Dex is overhated for little to no reason, I agree. Uh, Victoria says, no, just my credit card. Oh, yeah, God, I can't imagine what it's like school shopping. We should pump the brakes on Carlson, Bellinger, swing count, but what... But what's man's potential? Yeah, so that was something we talked about earlier. Look, they both Cody Bellinger and Dylan Carlson have beautiful swings. They're a lot alike. Some differences here and there, but they're a thing of beauty. A lot of lower half leverage. It's amazing. Uh, what's the man's potential? We've said this about Dylan Carlson a lot. Look, Dylan Carlson, if he reaches his ceiling, is going to be a perennial all-star. He has MVP potential in his like in his makeup it's not just about baseball skills it's not just about the athleticism it's about brain and personality and commitment to his trade he has all of that you know if i'm being stupid about it if i'm trying to say like look let's not get our hopes up he's a switch hitting steven piscotti you know like i'd be willing to stake my reputation on at worst he's a switch hitting steven piscotti uh, he can play center field. Watching him become a good center fielder from the beginning of the year to what he is now. You know, like, it's just, he's encouraging. He, we've seen so many prospects over the years, hitting prospects for the St. Louis Cardinals, take steps back. I don't believe we will ever see that out of Dylan Carlson. He might have, like, a sophomore slump here and there, but it won't be a Harrison Bader sophomore slump. He's too good. He's too smart. He's too athletic. And he's too developing. Not developed. He's definitely developed but he's still developing and he's smart about it, that I believe that he has the potential to be that all-star in a perennial fashion that the Cardinals really haven't had, you know, since Albert Pujols. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be an Albert Pujols-level player. Don't mistake that. But I think he has a potential. The other thing I will say is, because he's still so young, when he makes it to the majors, whether that be the beginning of next year or the middle part of next year or the end of next year or somehow at the end of this year if things go really weird uh give him time you know it's gonna it might take him one or two seasons of you know 110 wrc plus 105 wrc plus to become the 135 guy give him some time to figure it out he's never going to embarrass himself and that's the beauty of dylan carlson Somebody asked me if I've seen Blake Drake pitch yet. I have not. How has Ro Roel Ramirez looked this year? Now, for those of you who don't know, Roel Ramirez is one of, is the relief pitcher uh, that the Cardinals acquired for Tommy Pham. They acquired Henesis Cabrera, Roel Ramirez, and Justin Williams. It's been bad for Roel Ramirez. I think he started a couple games. That didn't go very well. Uh, you see the electricity on his fastball, but other than that, the command and everything else is kind of a mess. Uh, Gio Urshela is exciting to watch right now. Yeah, boy, good for the Yankees for turning Gio Urshela into the player that Gio Urshela has become. Uh, there was a good story on Twitter about Tim Anderson. I like Tim Anderson a lot. Yeah, another really great player. Should be a louder and more outward ambassador for baseball uh, if Major League Baseball is doing it right. 
Uh, Jay Ferg says he's on the way. Thank you, Jay Ferg. Uh, Lucy Bird says, feels like every Andrew Miller at bat is a K or a four-pitch walk or a long home run from a righty. Uh, it's going to suck to not be able to see Joey Bart because of all that you just said. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Drakeman says accept and highlights and all that. Yeah. So, again, I think baseball has a marketing issue. The, the two main issues that I see with baseball. Again, number one is a marketing issue. I, I don't think they do a good enough job marketing their players. It's funny. I was thinking about it with Alex Reyes. Like, Alex Reyes is more marketable now than he was as a player. He's better marketed now as a, than he was as a player. I, I think the marketing of their premier athletes, uh, especially maybe some of the minorities, is lacking, lagging. It's lax. It's behind. I think that's bad. And I also think having broadcasters who are constantly beating up the sport for the way it's played right now is bad form. It cannot be good for baseball uh, to, to have every fucking player from the 1980s and 70s talking about how boring and bad baseball is. Like, no, give me some people who understand what's going on in baseball and let's talk about that. Because right now, to, to hear misinformed Al Roboski and misinformed Rick Horton and misinformed Brad Thompson uh, and misinformed Mike, Mike Shannon, who I love and I would never say a bad word about, uh, talk about stats and launch angle. Uh, I, I saw people talking about launch angle the other day. There was a clip of it, and Alex Alex Rodriguez, who put launch angle into a swing, was talking about, no, you don't dip your shoulder to swing. That's not how you do it. No one does that. No one does that. That's not what the launch angle revolution is at all. Like, inform the broadcast. I think that is really, really hindering baseball uh, in every capacity. Uh, Bloody Buttcum says, will you tell me a bedtime story? Uh, yes, one time I came in your butt and you bled. Uh, how awesome was it when Fred Bird popped up as soon as Thomas hit the slam? That was funny, man. Uh, Brayden Brown says, would most step down out of embarrassment or because he feels limited by DeWitt? I don't know. You know, I, I think that... So, one thing with baseball, we forget that it's a business. And what you see sometimes with the business that starts stalling out is a CEO just steps down. And I think that... That would be the kind of move that Mr. Mazalek might make. I think it's a, a like a long shot, you know, a one in ten chance, a one in a hundred chance, a one in a one hundred or two hundred chance, uh, one in a million chance. But I could see that happening before Mr. DeWitt gives him his walking papers. Uh, Unpainted Huff says, I have such a crush on Carlson that my wife might get jealous. She's a Cubs fan. So, yeah, well, then fuck her. Uh, we all have a crush on Dylan Carlson at this point. He's He is the... He is the sexy prospect in Cardinals uh, prospect dumb. He, he's become one of the sexiest prospects in all of baseball from a hype standpoint. You know, I, one of the baseball pro guys followed me yesterday and said that he's going to be one of their top 25 pro prospects. Uh, he is. He's deserving of it, and it's awesome to see. He's going to win the Texas League MVP this year. That's exciting to see. And, uh, you know, good for him because he deserves it all. His family deserves it all. They're awesome people. I love them. APL4384 says, Chances Cards trade Seamart this offseason. I will say 25% uh, because I love Craig Mesh. Is Carlson a Rasmus-level prospect? He doesn't have near the same hype despite the excitement. Yeah, so transport yourself back to when Colby Rasmus was a prospect, right? There wasn't a lot to get excited about back then. Since Colby, Mas Colby Rasmus has become a prospect, the organization has changed, and we've had more and more exciting prospects. Remember, Colby Rasmus was the first exciting prospect since J.D. Drew. Like, that, that's how that timeline worked. But then after Rasmus, it was blah, 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 after one, after one, after one. 
Now, so that's part of the reason why the excitement is. I do believe that Dylan Carlson, from a prospect hype standpoint, is every bit as hypeable as Colby Rasmus. But he has a better brain on him. Uh, he has a better understanding of baseball. He's more dedicated. He doesn't have a crazy father uh, ruining the sport for him. He has a supportive father who's taught him the sport and how to be a professional. Uh, it's, it's night and day difference of the type of player they are. But yes, from a prospect hype standpoint, that is a very, very good comparison. Uh, then again, any prospect with a pulse from 02 to 11 got us excited. Yeah, that's right. My best player nobody sees play and never makes a playoff. MLB's best player nobody sees play and never makes a playoffs. Yeah, Mike Trout. Exactly. Uh, Mike Shannon is like listening to your drunk uncle talking about what's going on in the game. Yeah, and also like what's talking about what's going on in the world. Uh, Johnny G24 says, does Carlson have a PA? A plate appearance? Not at the major league level. A PA. I don't know what you mean by that. All, all I know PA is as, as a plate appearance. Uh, Drake Mann says, unpopular opinion. I miss watching Pete Borges in center for the cards. Oh, my God, Drake. Oh, my God. Drake, we need to have an intervention. <laughs> I'm worried about you. Uh, can we get an update on Pete Cosma? He's alive. Just whooped, Mac, uh, just whooped STL Matinals on the show. Way to go, Fish. That a boy. Uh, is it my goal to mention Cosma at least? It is my goal to mention Cosma at least once during every pad. I like that. Uh, I wish you guys could see this moon right now. I wish you guys could see this moon right now. It's beautiful here. Or is your man for me? He's an idiot. Yeah, well, he's not an idiot. That's mean. I love Mike Shannon. I do. Uh, to Mike Shannon, uh, I raise my glass. Sean Ewing says, Torner, Justin Torner has come to life slowly after the horrific start at Springfield. What do you make? So, Sean Ewing, go to the Dirty 35 page over at Birds on the Black. I inserted him into my new midseason Dirty 35. He's prospect number 28 or 29, one of those fucking numbers. I don't remember. Read about him. I said the same exact thing. I like him. He, he, he has impressed me a great deal in his time at Springfield. Uh, he, yeah, he's got a really good arm and he covers a lot of ground. Uh, is RBI an irrelevant stat? Look, I don't think any stat is irrelevant. I just think you need to use it in context. Like if you're saying, man, Marcelo Zuna's driven in 110 runs. That's exciting. But if he's hitting 210 and getting on base, you know, 28% of the time, then that doesn't make him a good hitter. That just means he's getting lucky. Uh, again, I, it's not as valuable as it used to be, but I don't think it makes sense to like completely diminish the stat. Uh, Brayden Brown says, I've seen Peter Borges play center field a bunch this year. They just sent him to Memphis. Good for you. Uh, Hooks Bear says, a Trajan Fletcher update. So Trajan Fletcher has struggled since being promoted to the Appy League, which is to be expected for that type of player. He struggled both offensively and defensively. Remember, Trajan is very, very raw. He has all of these athletic abilities and skills, but he's very raw, and he has a lot of work to do to get to where we need him to be. But he has time. He's only 18. He's hitting 220. He's slashing, by the way, 220, 252, 300 with a 552 OPS uh, uh, in 107 plate appearances for Johnson City. He has one home run, three doubles, and a triple. He's doing exactly what you would hope he would have done. Uh, that's not discouraging. It's not encouraging. It is what it is. This is the kind of thing that happens to a raw prospect at the Johnson City level. Uh, he'll go to extended spring training next year, and he'll work to get his shit together. But look, he's been impressive, uh, it, but very, very raw. Peppy says, wait, you mean John Smoltz saying that any pitcher that throws 96 needs to learn how to pitch is bad? Yeah, who would have thought? And then, you know, also beating up the topic. It's one thing to say, like, 
look, you know, this guy, he's throwing 96 for sure, but he's not hitting the black, or he's not hitting the strike zone. Those are facts, right? But when he's like, man, I can't throw 96, it's no good. It's just no good. This game, it's so boring. That, the game's boring. You're an idiot. You're an idiot, you're an asshole, and you're hurting the game. And you're wrong, too. Uh, McCarver has a weird vendetta against the cards that the Cardinals fielders use to help positioning. Yeah, that's a weird thing, too. Uh, cards, cards, said the Rosarena has a better version of John Jay. Thoughts on that comp? Well, you know, one thing I've been pretty consistent about saying about Randy Rosarena is that he reminds me a lot of Gerardo Parra. So I would consider Gerardo Parra a better version of John Jay. Uh, so, yeah, sure. Uh, look, he's not the slap hitter that John Jay is. He doesn't hit to all fields the way that John Jay does. He do, he is good with two strikes, just like John Jay was, uh, but he doesn't have like that command of what he's going to do with it. He's also not going to get hit a bunch, and that's not going to, you know, that'll buoy his on-base percentage. Although a couple years ago, he got hit like 20-something times in 2017. Uh, but he's also not going to back down from crowding the plate, too, so... There's some interesting comparisons to be made there. I do think he's better than John Jay, for sure. Uh, what should we realistically expect from Junior Fernandez? Any comp? So the thing I say, and again, this is just cheap. This is a cheap parlor trick, what I'm saying right now. Uh, Junior Fernandez is just a less talented version of Jordan Hicks. Junior Fernandez is the relief pitching version of Sandy Alcantara. Like, he's somewhere in there. He he has a really good fastball that'll live 97 to 100. He has a really great changeup, uh, a, a, a slider that is sometimes really good and is sometimes not as good. Uh, he's 22 and inconsistent and does what you do when you're 22 when you throw 100 miles an hour. Sometimes your velocity is great, but your command is shit. That's Junior Fernandez. What would be the positives and negatives of letting Ozuna leave? Well, the positive is it would create opportunities for internal options at a cheaper price. Uh, the positive is, while he was really good for the first couple of weeks of April, he's been about a av league average run creator since April 17th or something like that. Uh, the positive is you would get better in left field defensively. Uh, the positives are that you wouldn't have to deal with a compromised arm in left field either. The negatives are you would be missing that power potential that he's, he's shown. Uh, you would be missing a, a dangerous middle of the order bat. Uh, and also his personality, which is amazing. Who is more likely to hit 40 homers in MLB, Gorman or Carlson? Gorman for sure. Uh, the Painted Huff says, and to all the mothers out there, happy birthday. Mike Shannon on Mother's Day a few years back. Uh, he's the best. Is John Torres still hurt? He did have a couple of bats earlier in the week from a DH uh, uh, in the DH spot, but he still isn't good to like run around the outfield. J underscore T U E K N says unpopular opinion. Kisner should be the starting catcher next year. Look, that's not, it, it might be an unpopular opinion for the masses, but I think our prospects after dark people would know that that's something that I am on board for. Uh, it'll never happen though. Uh, let's see. Can we talk Tim McCarver and push him somewhere else? I'd rather go Horton, get, send Horton somewhere else. I don't mind McCarver so much. Marco Luciano being 17 and in Class A short season makes me seem like a failure at 19. Drake Man, you are a failure at 19, and to you I raise my glass. No, uh, that's how... Look, imagine being 33 years old and making terrible life choice after terrible life choice after terrible life choice, uh, uh, feeling miserable about yourself because you're a miserable human being, and then looking at a 17-year-old who's going to be in the majors by the time he's 20. I feel like you've lasted forever tonight. Happen often. Nope, first for me. 
If the Cardinals hadn't traded Sandy, would he be a starter or reliever for them? He would have been a reliever. I'd, I'd wager everything Sandy Alcantara would be going through what Ryan Helsley is going through right now. Kiz looked good at the plate once he got his first hit. Very impressive. Uh, dark turn on Pat. I like that. Uh, you just made that really depressing. Yeah, my life is depressing. I live a depressing life. Uh, the very act of being alive is a miserable and terrible experience. Eat Arby's. To all my Pat people, I raise my glass. I love you. Danny Mac can at least get under McCarver's skin in just the most entertaining ways. Yeah, Danny Mac and look, I love Danny Mac and Tim McCarver together. I think they're good together. Uh, Horton's just terrible unless he's on the radio. I don't know why that is. Your guess is good as mine. Simone Biles is 22 and did two things in sports that hadn't ever been done. By the way, I know she's not watching, but I, will the cards make the playoffs this year? You think? I do think they'll make the wild card. I don't know what'll happen. Uh, to Simone Biles. Watching her do that shit on the floor, the gymnastic, that was incredible. What an amazing young lady. To Simone Biles and to the, the elite percentage of human beings who can do things that the rest of us, the vast, vast, almost full majority, I uh, can't imagine. Uh, Simone Biles, amazing stuff. Is this a Simone Biles episode? Uh, any chance Krasinski gets St. Louis in September? I would not think Krasinski gets to St. Louis in September. Um, I guess he'll be back up in Memphis. Evan Krasinski, a left-handed pitcher for Springfield, has really started to put it together. Had a great start over the weekend. Six and two-thirds, struck out 11, let up one earned run. I started putting it together over the last five starts. I love it. Krasinski's, his name's Krasinski. Looks like Krasinski. Uh, he's too good of a pitcher to be as bad as he's been all year up until recently. But probably not this year. I would think next year. Edmonds and Ankiel are great on commentary. They really are. Uh, Thompson isn't bad. Yeah, Thompson's fine. I kind of think you're you're a bit cool. Hey, thanks, Rude Betty. I appreciate that. Uh, Word Simone is a badass. I'm pretty sure she doesn't follow physics. No, no, she's uh, she's Neil from the Matrix. I wish the Rick Ankiel comeback actually happened. Yeah, that would have been great. Just get him in the bo the booth as soon as possible. Uh, Johnny Going says biggest moves you'd make the next offseason if you were the GM. Uh, again. Look, if I'm running a business, I'm letting Marcelo Zuna walk. I'm getting Dylan Carlson up to the majors. Uh, I'm doing Carlson and Rosarena with Lane Thomas moving around and, and Fowler in there. I'm bringing in a pitcher. I'm probably overspending for Garrett Cole. Uh, I'm bringing in five different left-handed relief options to compete for the spot uh, uh, next to Andrew Miller. Uh, I'm loading up the bullpen with options is what I'm doing. Going after Cole Hart if I'm the GM. Yeah, same here. Shout out to everyone who moderated that Cosma comment and said, looks okay. Ha, ha, that's great. Uh, so, to all of my pad people, I raise my glass. Thank you so much for being in here. I love doing Prospects After Dark. You make it worth it. I love you. Josh asks, do you think Ozuna publicly wanting to stay helps his chances of doing so at all? No, I do not. Uh, where would you have Bader if you were GM next year? I don't know, man. I look. I would have. I would have worked hard to trade Harrison Bader during, at the deadline. I would have traded him for Jason Vargas. That, like that's that. That's just me because of the depth they have. Uh, but it also goes to show you that John Mazalek is living in the media, in the head of the media right now. It, the, the media is living in his head right now. Pardon me, uh, because he's not willing to make a trade. Uh, there was a great comment after the trade deadline where he talked about, you know, if I had made a bad trade, I never would have heard the end of it. Or some shit like that, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, he's in his own head and it's fucked up and it sucks. Uh, would, let's see. 
would they go with Carlson on opening day if he had a great spring, or does he need Memphis? I think it depends on what outfield options they had. I think that there's a chance that it'll be a completely open competition for at least one starting job in spring training, and I do think Dylan Carlson has a chance at it. I'm trading Bader, O'Neal, or Thomas and prospects for a starter. Yeah, I would trade Bader. Uh, you have the curse of too many followers, the problem you want. Take care, mate. Uh, I, again, I don't know about that. I just like having people involved in uh, 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 good, hearty conversation. Hooks Bear says, sure as hell would have traded him for Wheeler. Again, so there needs to be a little clearing up with there. Yes, I too would have traded Bader for Wheeler, even just 11 or 12 starts at Wheeler. But Derek Gould did the due diligence after Mark Saxon did not uh, and, and reported that it would have been a, uh, a Bader in addition to other things for Wheeler. And uh, it depends on what those other things are, of course. Mo hasn't used arbitrage in, uh, uh, in a hot minute. He really has not. Holy shit, the Mo voice you did was great. Good, I'm glad you enjoyed. Sign minor league relievers. Take chances and find another Nishek. Sign everyone. Bring Tony Sip in. Uh, sign everyone. Who cares? Couldn't do my job well, so I didn't do it at all. Mo, God. Uh, what is the absolute worst Mo trade move, non-move ever? I would say that the last couple, like not last year's trade deadline, but like two years ago when they didn't make a move at the trade deadline one way or the other to buy or sell, I think this trade deadline, not spending a minor league catching prospect for Jason Vargas, I mean, even that would have been an upgrade. Like not getting some type of upgrade for the fifth spot, uh, that's a big failure. Uh, I don't really know. It, there's been some, there haven't really been a ton of bad moves. Tommy Pham trade is awful until Hennessy's career gets his shit together. Uh, it'd be hard to argue against Tommy Pham. Do you think we re-signed Singrani to get any value for Jerko? I hope they re-sign Singrani. Uh, I don't know if they will, but I do hope they do. Why not? Who cares? Are you a Bernie, bro? I am... I don't... With an... I'm not touching that. With a 99 and a half foot pole... Oh, God. Luis Robert is a big mess. Yeah, that's uh, that hurts so bad. Anyone who's been following me for any amount of time knows that the Cardinals missing on Luis Robert really sucked. Twins have like six pitchers that could be top four in STL. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I gotta be not signing Scherzer, my good friend and brother lover. Cards Gift says, yeah, that's a bad one, too. Uh, I wish we had the Dodgers luck with minor league free agents such as Turner and Muncie. That'd be big, yeah. Imagine if Astros drafted Bryant instead of Appel. That'd be amazing. The I'm not touching that episode. Uh, so to my birds on the black family, I want to raise my glass. Who comes after Cole and free agency? My guess is that it's Bumgartner. My birds on the black family. Look, uh, Ben Sorudio wrote an amazing article that I didn't understand a word of earlier in the week about Matt Carpenter. Uh, Stu Stiles does the amazing game recaps, and Chill gives him a hand. Uh, Tara Woman and Alex Crisofoli do the chirps. It's great. Tara, everything Tara touches is gold. It's fantastic. Uh, my brother in arms, who I love with all my heart. Uh, uh, cards, gifts. You're a beautiful, beautiful man. I love you. The Dodgers weren't lucky. They know what they're doing. That's true, Pat B. Uh, they're willing to push the envelope uh, uh, te technologically to find the cream of the crop. Uh, Jay Duba 2 says, How do the Dodgers hit their luxury tax shit, yet still bring up young talent? I've never understood. It's because they trade people. They trade people. They're not afraid to trade people. Look, there's like a New England Patriots uh, way of making it happen. And also, they scout better than everyone, uh, both amateur and international. Uh, so, brother in arms, cards, gifts. Tara, Ben, Alex, and Chill. Also, this weekend, 
I got extremely fucked up over at SEO Cup of Joe's house with Zach Gifford. Uh, I don't remember getting home that night, which is not a good sign. Uh, I know I was telling everybody I was not drunk, but I was super drunk. Uh, but being able to hang out with them was an amazing thing. So they are the surrogate family of, of Birds on the Black, and I raise my glass to them. <laughs> Hold on, let me get some of that. <laughs> I had more in that glass than I realized. Ugh. Uh, I'll say the Astros win the World Series. If I had to choose right now, I'd say the Astros. Uh, okay, so that's really it for Prospects After Dark. Uh, we, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess me. Uh, no, I'm me. Like, I'm anything. So the, the co-founders of, of Birds on the Black are Zach Gifford, SCL Cup of Joe, and Cards Gifts. And I feel fortunate enough to be a part of that world. And it's amazing. Somebody says Mets win the World Series. I would love that. I would. That'd be amazing. On the back of Marcus Stroman. Uh, but uh, anyways, I love my Birds on the Black family. I love the Prospects After Dark family. I've got a little bit more booze here that I couldn't swallow. I'm going to raise my glass one more time to Pad and Birds on the Black. And go buy the Pad gear if you want. My face is on some shit. Get a mug. Uh, get, a, get a shirt. Uh, I love all of you. But to my, my, my family here, my real family and my fake family, I raise my glass. And that's all I've got for you. i got another busy day tomorrow, so I've got to be an adult about it all. Uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, uh, my good friend Eric Thomas and his, his Senator Dog Radar. Uh, if you are listening to this or if you watch this, you're part of the Reese Resistance. What's your favorite pad shirt color? Purple, baby, purple. Still waiting for the dog pad stuff? Oh, God, we got to have it. I'll post t-shirt link after the episode. Thanks, Kyle. Love the show. Guys, we love you too. So again, if you are watching this or if you're listening to this on the podcast at Birds on the Black Network, which you should subscribe to and listen to, I listen to Chirps with Alex, Chris Afouli, and Tara Wellman. So, just listen. It's amazing stuff. Uh, uh, you're part of the resistance. If you're watching this, you're part of the resistance. And as always, family. Friggin' cards, I love you, bud. Uh, as always, family, happy hunting.